most accepted version of the story is that it all started with Peter J. McGuire, a New York carpenter. A hundred years ago, he constructed an idea and brought it to the Central Labor Union of New York City. He wanted a day set aside to honor all working people like himself. A day between the 4th of July and Thanksgiving to celebrate what he called the industrial spirit, the great vital force of every nation. And so on September 5th, 1882, 10,000 folks joined in the first Labor Day parade, not only to celebrate, but also to call attention to the plight of the worker. In 1894, the holiday became law. But ever since, the psychological holidays for American labor have not exactly been annual events. Before World War I, when assembly lines began to roll out cars that lasted longer than the men who made them, the cry went out to unionize. And while the workers organized with the hopes of getting their fair share of the pie, sometimes the cry turned to song. at labor's darkest moments, the melody lingered on, bonding the cause together till tunes of glory could be heard. In the 1920s, the working class began to feel like consumers, but then the depression hit and the only people on parade were the jobless. FDR's National Recovery Act attempted to put the country back to work. As the work increased, so did the strength of the unions. And where there was strength, there was resistance. And where there was resistance, there was violence. Strikes continued to divide the nation until another world war unified it. Men went back to work and back to song. And six million women also joined the war effort and the workforce. I'm the girl that makes the thing that pours the oil and oils the spring that takes the shank that moves the crank that works the thingamabob. It's the tickly sort of job making a thing for a thingamabob. Especially when you don't know what it's for. But it's the girl that makes the thing that moves the oil and holds the spring that works the thingamabob that makes the at the end of World War II, four out of five women fought to stay employed. And by 1955, American unions had reached the peak of their power when the two strongest forces, the American Federation of Labor and the Congress of Industrial Organizations, merged. Labor had worked its way into the middle class. Now there could be the second car, the summer house, college for the children, the American dream. But a generation later, today, labor seems to be jostled from the dream. 150 years ago, Daniel Webster wrote, Labor is the great substantial interest on which we all stand. Helping to uphold the great fabric of the state, that is American labor. And all my sympathies are with it, and my voice, till I am dumb, will be for it. And that is the textbook version of Labor Day. But here, we're going to celebrate a different way. It's the Hoppy Jaws experience, baby. I know y'all ready. So without further ado, let's do it the way we do. Let's go. Oh! 
Come through here, ain't a damn thing changed. That's how we do. 
This is how we do. This podcast is not for the weak. It is for the strong. You can't get along unless you get along. So if this is your first time listening to the Hot D. Jones, baby, welcome, welcome, welcome. We don't just welcome you to the barbecue. We welcome you to the flamely. You are now officially a flame. Why? Because this is the Hot D. Jones, and you keep us lit. And I always say, ten toes down in this shit. We're going to continue jamming on it, and then we're going to get into some of these hot topics, these celebrity topics. We're going to talk about that Burning Man. You know, it ain't it ain't cool when you gotta go rain or shine. So we're gonna see if we can get down with that one. We also gonna talk about how Chris Rock was uh, rescued to get up out of that desert out there in Nevada as well with that burning festival. We're gonna be talking about Mana. Yeah, did she get fired or is this just a little play to make y'all shut up today? We're gonna talk about that. There's a lot of shit be going on, y'all. Y'all know it's Monday Night Madness, but we're gonna call this Mena. Madness and mayhem because there's a lot of shit out here. So, without further ado, let's jam something more before we come through. Let's go, flames. We're gonna do this thing. Thank you. 
man, y'all know. Listen, listen. You know, I was listen. I was wondering. Listen, listen. When Michael come on, I don't give a damn what. It's hard to mix and match when there is no match. It's hard to play anybody out the Michael, at least at that time, because you like, who is Michael to open an act for? Nobody. Nobody. It's like, you if you gonna play something, you better play some shit before you play Michael. Okay? And then you smooth it on out later on with a little slow jam with Michael, then you might take a little quick break and then you go on to somebody else. But you don't put on Mike and then come on in and, and put him like in a mix. Mike is the mix. Okay? And happy belated birthday to you, Mike. I know we um did like a little dedication on you know the anniversary of his past because nobody had done the thing and last monday as you know um i was i was out you know getting some things set up so i wasn't um i didn't do an episode and i hated that because i really had planned like a super super mix for michael's birthday but you know man playing god appoints and i uh, saw this story um Coming up to this episode, because you guys, you know, I told you on last Thursday on um, Truth Be Told Thursdays that because I was moving around, I was going to try to um, pop up and do you guys a fun stuff on Friday or Saturday shenanigans. I did try for Saturday shenanigans, but my system went down. I, I guess it just wasn't meant. And then I told you guys, you know, because it's going to be Labor Day. You know, I know you guys are going to be barbecuing or cooking or laying around chilling with your fam, you know, getting you some rest. So, but I was like, you know what? When it's your passion, it ain't work. Girl, jump your ass up and help them twerk on some of these under the radar news topics, like these trending topics with celebrity uh, pop culture, okay? So I was reading, you know, getting some content together and it was been so much content. I'm sure you all know a lot of stuff by this time ain't even damn on under the radar. It's all on the radar, over the radar, up in the air, like you just don't care. And I saw this um, article about uh, Paris Jackson, who had been receiving death threats and um, like nasty messages in her DM because she did not post on her dad's birthday. So I was like, you know what? That is so, you know, it's fluffed up that that's what happened to her. But at the same time, I'm like, well, damn, why didn't you? But I'm like, y'all know. I'm sure she's still mourning. That's she's never gonna get over that. That's her dad, okay. And you know it is what it is. So I was like, tonight when I come in for this this hot job experience, I'm gonna make sure that I show some love to the man, the the myth, the legend, the king of pop, Mr. Michael Jackson. So. Happy belated birthday. It's still Virgo season. So even though your birthday was August 28th, baby, we still in Virgo season and we still doing it up. And my son was like, oh, Ma, you know, you need to come in with the force. You need to come in with the force. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah. Then I'm thinking, you know, because um, let me start turning this off because it's already getting lit. Um, I thought about that and I was like, but you know what? I, I'm going to do the force. I'm gonna, I told him I'm going to do the force. But it's Labor Day. You got to do work a day and night. You got to do the work because it, it ties into the theme. And then shout out to KRCA TV3 with the little um, clip 
for the um, Labor Day history. You know, I love to give the history of these holidays that we celebrate, um, these pagan holidays. Some of these are pagan holidays, some of these are true holidays. And I feel like Labor Day is a true holiday because it is a holiday for the worker, for the laborer. And it was started by the labor unions back in the 1800s. Like, look, you need to give us a day to celebrate. Like we doing, we out here doing all this work. We building these cars and just and we all this. You, you got to give us some work now. You got to give us a day. Give us a day where we can just celebrate. And and you know they used to have like you heard on the um on the news piece on the news article. They used to have the parades. They used to like really go in and celebrate the worker like it really was. Shout out to those of you who had to actually work today on Labor Day. I think that sucks. I think Labor Day should be treated like a major holiday in the fact that all laborers are off, okay? All laborers are off. You got Labor Day. It should be Labor Day, Easter, Christmas. Not necessarily in, these, in this order, y'all. But Labor Day, Easter, Christmas, Thanksgiving, there should be no nobody working. Nobody, nobody. It should be like back in the day we were growing up, you had heard me get your shit and have it the night before because you already knew they're going to be cold tomorrow. And whatever you don't get, you ain't going to get. You just get got. Okay? So I want to say shout out to those of you who, who had to go out to work today. I hope that you, um, those are, are working overnight. Um, shout out to you. So when I upload this um, episode, you should be able to get this and plug in and listen to the Hot B. Johns experience. Okay? <laughs> Make sure you follow your girl on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. I see a lot of you guys are um, listening on the web browser. That's awesome, too. Hey, wherever you get me, I'm everywhere, baby. Make sure that you um, hit that heart and I'll be there and hit that bell. And please, please. Please share with all your friends, family, co-workers, your frenemies. Everybody needs to get this because I give you what you need. I spread that muscle to help you catch up on some of the under-radar news and the hottest, hottest, hottest topics trending in pop culture, which we're going to be doing that tonight. We're, gonna, we're not going to touch too much. We're going to touch a couple of the under-radar news, um, but we got us a heavy week, y'all. I can hardly wait till y'all hear the episode for Wednesday for our Wealthy Fit Wednesday. It looks like you all have really enjoyed that first um, installment last week. For those of you who it's your first time listening to the podcast, uh, what, I'm just, what I'm talking about is that I'm starting to repurpose the podcast. So certain days, is um, I'm changing the names. So, you know. It's a lot, a lot of episodes on here. We don't, we don't win over a hundred in, okay? So play with the toys, eat the fries, go back, get acquainted with your girl, so you'll know what you're dealing with. Cause I'm telling you, this is not for the weak, it's for the strong, okay? So uh, we're a different podcast. We're a radio pod. We love our music over here. We love our topics over here. You know what I'm saying? We we love to learn over here. We help you get engaged, entertained, but most importantly, informed. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna learn a little bit. You're gonna laugh a little bit. You might even cry a little bit. But it's a whole what? Say it with me, class. Experience, very good. Y'all know what it is. Y'all talk to the new students. Talk to the new students. Okay. 
So we got tonight, we got some stuff going on out here in these pop culture streets that I just got to touch on. Now, Thursday, um, truth be told, is going to be a very special truth be told. So tune in for that episode. I can hardly wait. I, it's some stuff rolling out. But um, we're going to get back to being live. And I, I, I missed that. And I'll be glad when we can because when it's live, I mean... When you hear me, I'm sure you feel like you listen to it live because that's how I treat it. I still treat it like I'm speaking with you guys live. So hopefully that's the um, experience that you're getting when you are listening on the playbacks. But truth be told, Thursday is going to be epic. So make sure whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's a bell, a heart, a thumbs up, what a, a like button, whatever it is, press it so that you are subscribe so that way as soon as i upload that one you will be notified and you can get in where you fit in because trust me it's gonna be explosive that's all i'm gonna say truth be told thursdays this week is gonna be explosive also um our new wtf is gonna be the second installment of our repurposed wednesdays which we have turned it used to be wait the fuck up wednesdays we had what the fluff wednesdays so we, we played around with it a little bit and um we have now changed it to, for now, okay, we've changed it to Well to Fit Wednesdays, which is our Wednesday episode discussing money, health. It's, 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 it's great. It's great. I think you guys really enjoyed it. Last week, I saw some feedback from some people who joined me over on um for the real only on the the live on friday night live we really had a good time and it looks like a couple of them have joined um my youtube channel so y'all just give me a little bit longer just a little bit longer y'all know i'm getting set up and moved around and stuff so once i'm set up i'm definitely gonna be going in hard on that youtube channel y'all just keep liking and um, listening to the podcast, but make sure you go over there and get subscribed. There's a lot of stuff going on YouTube, y'all. Like, I don't know. I'm scared. Y'all know how I was already kind of, you know, iffy about the YouTube. And now it seems like, I don't know, they're demonetizing a lot of the um, creators. You see a lot of people are complaining. It's a lot, a lot of, I don't know. I don't know what you've been told, <laughs> but it's some stuff going on over there on them two screens that I'm just like, I don't know. So I'm so scared, <laughs> but we're going to see how it works out. We're going to see how it works out. So make sure that you guys um, go to the Hot D. John's Experience podcast um, channel on YouTube. Make sure that you go ahead and subscribe and start getting ready for those uploads. Also, the Facebook page, like I said, I'm getting tired of Meta. Meta is is getting on my mental. But y'all go ahead and like the page. You know, I put a little issue in with them trying to see what's going on. But I don't know how much long I'm going to be rolling with Facebook either. And on the X, formerly known as Twitter, I'm going to need y'all ass to make me glitter. I, I, you know, I just gained a couple of little new followers. I Maybe a lot of y'all maybe not be... Maybe y'all not on Twitter because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to gauge 
which ones I'm, y'all showing me love on instagram that started to go up so i'm loving that so kiwi 305 954 keep following me on instagram it seems like a lot more of you are on instagram than you are on these other platforms and if so then you know i'm just going to cater to the platform where i'm going to have the majority of my listeners because that's the whole point you know what i'm saying so um make sure kiwi305954 on instagram and on x formerly known as twitter kiwi305954 um i was gonna try out threads i don't know about that i don't know because right now like i said i'm pissed off with them with the facebook page so i you know they just sew that shit together before i go get on some damn threads okay so i think that's all of the house cleaning that i got um we already 25 minutes in i know y'all saying you're doing all this talking you could have gave us a little story or something let me give you a quick story shout out to chris sean rock who had the baby over the weekend of course y'all know she had already revealed that it was a boy um and her raggedy ass baby daddy was down here in in miami if those of you who don't know the um classic was this weekend fam you versus jackson state you know with parties everywhere it was concerts everywhere it was litty 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 in the city 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 you know all of those was over on star island doing what they do you feel me all of the stars were, were shining bright you know shout out to all of my girls who was out here you know checking them at the door you feel me <laughs> checking them pockets no i'm just kidding but um yeah so it was, was real busy party-ish weekend this weekend and you know she had a baby on live and um had about three hundred thousand viewers while she gave birth so you know welcome to 2023 i guess um seemed like she was doing well and then of course you know the mammy had to come out which i'm really getting tired of her ass i'm getting tired of her old ass why she had to pop out and felt like it was necessary for her to explain why blue was not there during the birth of his um son so i'm gonna see if i don't even know if i did keep the audio because she pisses me off um but if she if i did keep it i'll play it but she was you know she just felt like she had to get on and anyway so then you have blue um blue face who basically had to um put up his stuff but this was a message from uh Krishan. she said i simply didn't invite him i went to my city to have my child and none of you weird ass people ain't finna be around my son I'm, um, I'm all he's got, and I'm going to do everything I can to protect him from hate and jealousy or anything. His name is Krishan, and he will be loved and respected. So I say shout out to Krishan Rock. I really, um, I love that. You know, a lot of times you'll see where motherhood will mature you. You have no choice but to mature because... The baby's here. It's time to be a mama. Now, it don't work for everybody, but it did work well, it seems like. And, of course, Blueface got on his page and said, social media is all entertainment for me, guys. Nothing more, nothing less that I have to say or do has anything to do with rock. We broke up three months ago. I moved on. It's time for you guys to move on, too. I'm with someone else now. I've been posting my BM nonstop for three months now. I'm all about Jaden now. Please keep 
um, me and Rock out the same conversation. Respect my BM number one. That's what I'm doing. That's what it is. And basically, he went on to say, you know, he's been with her for 10 years, two kids. She's never stepped out on him or nothing. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you had whole dirty foot holes, raggedy holes, scripper holes. And then you went and pimped out Krishan and all this. But you, the madness of it all. The madness and the mayhem of it all. When you go out and you go get her on this little contest and then you go and dick her down thinking you're finna get a check. Then you had Whack out here telling her she was ruining his career. Which career? I don't know because we still ain't heard shit from him since Tatiana. But okay, and they don't even play that shit at the club no more. Now you got her out here talking about worked out. That's why I worked out. And then they call her Stewie. He cussing the damn girl out at the parade down here in Miami. Ain't nobody, the girl was like, why don't you be with Krishan? I love her, I love her. I don't care, I don't care. It's a vibe all the time. And then this motherfucker start cussing her. I talk about, oh, I can tell your pussy dry. Oh, it ain't her, it's Jada, it's Jada. And then she said, Stewie. He said, yeah, well, Stewie, Stewie squirt. I bet you can't squirt like Stewie and all this dumb shit. It's like, so immature. But then if y'all saw his mammy before, you will understand. But at the same time, 10 toes down on this shit. It's been 10 years for him and his chick. And that's what happens, girl. Free game alert, young ladies. Please understand that when you deal with a man, no matter what, if he's really in love and he just out here playing a game because she doesn't play, when she decides she don't want to play no more, and like the old people say, when she stop asking where you been, that's when it's time to bring it on in. Okay? And that's what he did. So that's the end of that. We'll get more into that on the other side of this break. But it's the Hot John Experience. Happy Labor Day. Madness, men and mayhem. We'll be back after this. Grab a snack. Because it's worth it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. You feel me? <laughs> so let me go ahead and flip it and reverse this work and get into these topics for tonight, okay? So um, we left off talking about Krishan and um, Blueface. And I was just giving you young ladies some free game and let y'all know, you know, ain't a damn thing changed from way back in the day when you heard grandma, your mama, and everybody else talking about, you know, um, how that how that thing go when you are dealing with a man that's got a woman already and this is no did to Krishan because this happened to the best of us. But at the end of the day, you gotta understand which way he gonna sway. He gonna sway with Bay. The number one stunner, the one who's been there 10 years, the one who's been there through all the shit, the one who's been you win. Okay. 
So, and you win, Krishan, because now you don't have to deal with a toxic, dirty, nasty bastard that ain't do nothing but just pimp you and use you at the end of the day and, and, and trick you with pillow talk and propaganda, okay? So, you know, we, we're we going to just keep her in prayer that she be able to move forward and live um, per the serenity prayer, okay? The seven things you can change. Change, you know, set the things you can change, something you can't change, you know, the difference between the two. That's what she's got to be right now. And right now, you can't change that. It is what it is. And um, you can't change that. So the best thing that you can do, change them, baby, dive up that little cutie pie and make it work and just succeed and be the best you can be, okay? So shout out to Krishan Rock. Hope that she is healing and it keeps you know in a loving environment around her because postpartum is real and we don't want her to um fall into that situation either so she needs to be surrounded by love surrounded by peace surrounded by support and um we're just gonna keep her in our prayers okay so moving on some other little wild shit that went on this weekend um or i should say i'm getting tired of the the ysl um trial because right now we got to get settled and situated and ready for this damn um this rico this other rico the real rico trial with nine zero one one three five eight oh nine that's his new day he's on number 45 y'all know who i'm talking about p zero one one three i told y'all from now on, that's what his name is. There's no more dump. There's no more chump. It's P O one one three five eight zero nine. That's his new name. He is no longer forty five. <laughs> Y'all know who I'm talking about, okay? So anytime I say that number, that number, that's what his name is. We want to get ready for that trial, and I'm getting tired of these little dosy dos in this damn YSL trial. You got um, young thug supposedly was so mentally and and, and physically exhausted. Oh, motherfucker, you in jail. It's a lot of motherfuckers in jail that's mentally and physically exhausted. But then he had to go to the hospital and he was dehydrated. And then he, then you got this other motherfucker now that's going in the um in the courtroom. He's sitting there and his head, like he's trying to act like he's low-key the R word. And we don't we're not trying to offend anyone over here, but he's trying to act like he's he's retarded. Or that he's or something mental is wrong with him. Now, sir, if you were not competent for trial, they would have never had you there to begin with. So for the simple fact that you're sitting up here in this darn courtroom all of a sudden and you got to be rolling your head around and acting like a damn fool, I am so over this. Like I'm over the games, I'm over the bullshit. Get this case over already. And you that are living in Georgia, y'all should be over it too, because it's your tax money paying for the dumb shit. It's your tax money paying for the dumb shit, and it don't make no sense. It really don't. It's, it's you know, and like I said, I was trying to go, um, I was trying to record for you guys, because this was definitely going to go on Saturday shenanigans. I was like, what the hell is this? What is he doing? Like, why is he doing this? So, um, this, this, um, co-defendant, YSL Polos, Extra Movements in Court, and the, um, He's, as I just stated, is the co-defendant of Young Thug, and whose real name is um, Cordavius Dorsey, 
he has been making extra movement the entire trial. So the judge said his attorney, I don't believe that he may be doing this just for the purposes of drawing attention to himself. He also points out that the attorney has not told him the cause of these extra movements, but says he's open to hearing the cause. But the attorney keep looking at his ass. If y'all seen this online, the attorney keep looking at his ass like, yeah, why is you moving around like that? Because you weren't moving around like that in my office when I decided to take this case. And they even had one of the attorneys to ask if he could be removed from the case. Like, like try him separate. Don't even try him with us because he would have dumb shit. That's basically what I took from it. But let's see if we can hear what the judge had to say. Not accordingly, but your client, I noticed, has been doing the same behavior. And I believe Judge Adams inquired into it as well. So I don't believe that... He may be doing just for the purposes of just drawing attention to himself. But um, if I'll, I'll, of course, sir, as you are well aware, I'm duty bound to consider whatever it is you want to tell me. But your client's nodded in affirmance. He just has some extra movements that the court is noticing. And, he, and he's done that the entirety of this particular proceeding. So um, you haven't said anything at this point in time. So I'm going to assume that... Um, that that's something that you and he are working through. Um, nine o'clock, uh, or yeah, let's see. I uh, hold on, wait one second. Tuesday the sixth. The fifth. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I apologize. Um, uh, I'll deal with that accordingly. But your client, I noticed, has been doing the same behavior, and I believe Judge Adams inquired into it as well. So. I don't believe that he may be doing just for the purposes of just drawing attention to himself. But Okay, so it, the judge is trying to get, he's saying, look, I'm open to hearing if something's wrong with him or something has happened to him since he's been in here or if it's something that you all knew about before he reached in here, let me know, you know, I'm open to it. The other judge was like, look, I ain't playing with you. I'm not the other judge. I'm not the one of the two. I'm all one for three. So don't come over here with the foolishness. If something's wrong with you, I need to know about it, Okay. So we'll keep up. We're gonna keep following this, and I was following it initially. I, I was following on the crime channel because I was gonna um, do like a you know documented like I did with the um, Leprechaun Lames trial and Megan. But this right here is it's, it's too much. It's, it's, it's too much. They're doing too little and too much at the same damn time. I need this trial to get started. It's taking too long for jurors. They keep trying to stall it. Like let's go. Let's go. You don't got everybody and baby mama all on the damn phone talking about go get the damn gun and the money from under the mattress. You got the other motherfucker talking about they doing uh, rituals and broken roots on people on damn video. So they want to cut that part of the video out. Like, let's get this damn trial started already. So, you know, the madness of this bullshit that's going on, it's just ridiculous. I don't understand why they're even allowing this to go this far. It is crazy. So, like I said, we're going to keep an eye on it and, and see what's going on. But I'm about tired of this shit. Like, it, they got to do something. They got to do something about it because this is crazy. It's Enough is enough. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, nothing's wrong with the guy. But um, if it is, then, you know, let's, let's find out and get it fixed. And let's move on and get this damn trial over with. Because this is wasting taxpayers' money in Georgia. And it's, it's actually aggravating and, and tiresome. And it's becoming just 
bullshit. Okay, point blank period. That, that's a, a no cleaner word to say. It's becoming utter bullshit at this point. All right, now Texas, let's get into this. And um, I hope y'all had a very, very happy um, and healthy and safe and fun Labor Day weekend. Like I said, I wish I could have gotten this, this some of this news in before Labor Day, but now I'm getting it in. Y'all better know it moving forward, okay? Um, shout out to Louisiana. I know that there was a ban on barbecuing. So um, I don't know y'all to really be barbecuers and grillers like that. Y'all do a lot of seafood boils. So y'all probably was like, ain't shit to us because of the wildfires and stuff out that way. So um they had banned everyone from barbecuing and grilling out in certain parts of louisiana to avoid possible possibly adding to uh wildfires y'all as we making um etouffee and crab boil and um seafood boil and and all kind of boils y'all do the crawfish so y'all don't really i've never known y'all to be big i've never heard like louisiana barbecue no, no offense. I say they don't barbecue, but your thing is seafood because y'all right now off the Gulf. Y'all right now with all the good seafood that you can just get your shit fresh and just go ahead and make it do what it do. So hopefully you all stuck with that ordinance in Louisiana. But I saw this come up in Texas and I was like, wow, I got to discuss this. You know, unfortunately we couldn't do certain shenanigans, but on Monday Night Madness. So Texas law requiring some drunken drivers to pay child support goes into effect. And the reason I'm saying this tonight, because some of y'all are still out there, you know, finishing up your little Labor Day barbecue or your Labor Day dinner or party or whatever you did. Or maybe you just sat around and drank, you know, in Texas, probably threw you a little couple of steaks out there earlier. But now you're just sitting around drinking and, and chilling and vibing and, and getting ready to go back to work tomorrow. Whatever the case may be. OK, make sure you listen to Kiwi. Because I'm about to tell y'all what's going to go down if you get caught as a DUI and kill somebody's parent, baby, because this law has gone into effect. Let's talk about it. Texas drunken drivers who kills a child's parent or guardian in a crash are now liable to pay child support, according to the legislation that went into effect on Friday. Texas House Bill 393, also known as Bentley's Law, was first filed November 14th of last year. Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed the bill June 2nd. Anytime a parent passes, a tra it's a tragedy. But a death at the hands of a drunk driver is especially heinous. heinous excuse me, y'all. The Republican governor wrote form on X, formerly known as Twitter. I was proud to sign HB 393 into law this year to require offenders to pay child support for the children of their victims. According to the law, intoxicated manslaughter culprits are only on the hook until the child turns 18 years of age or finishes high school. The court shall determine an amount to be paid monthly for the support of the child until the child reaches 18 years of age or has graduated from high school, whichever is the later. It's the um, later um, date, the text reads. Now, the amount of child support depends on multiple factors, including the child's educational needs, medical needs, and any reasonable child care costs. The standard of living that the child is used to is also considered. So anyone who is unable to make payments due to incarceration may be eligible for a payment plan. But at the end of the day, baby, your ass going to have to pay if you killed their parents. Okay? 
The defendant shall begin payments no later than the first anniversary of the date of the defendant's release from the facility, the law states. The defendant may enter into a payment plan to address any arrearage that exists to the date of the defendant's release. The defendant must pay all arrearage regardless of whether the restitution payments were scheduled to terminate while the defendant was confined or imprisoned to the correctional facility, the law states. Um, Fox News Digital reached out to Abbott for a statement, but he has not, he was not um, heard back. So if you're in Texas and you um, have a DUI, you in Texas hit somebody, you're a drunk driver, and you kill that person, you and they have children, you are liable for child support for the children for the duration of school throughout high school or the age of 18, whichever is the later. So even if that child, unfortunately, you know, um, does not reach 12th grade or graduate 12th grade 18, I'm not saying unfortunate for him, the criminal. I'm talking about unfortunate for the child. If they don't graduate by 18 because maybe they got held back because of something, you know, maybe they held them back because of the trauma and things of that nature or whatever. It might be educational needs. If they're not, then whenever they finish high school is when your ass finish the payments. And if you still owe payments when they finish high school, your ass got to still pay. Okay? And I say, kudos. Abbott has finally done something damn right. He has finally done something right. And I am so glad that he muffed up and did. Because it needs to not just be in Texas, it needs to be everywhere. My mom's been saying this for a long time, and I've heard a lot of other adults say this too for a long time, that it needs to be a law that when you kill somebody's parent, you got to pay child support. And now it's for DUIs, but it should now move from DUIs to murders, everything. Everything. If you take that man out of the home, because that used to happen over, I think, in Germany and over in Europe. You take a, a man out of the home, if you maim him, even if he doesn't die, but if you maim him and he's not able to earn the money he used to earn to take care of his family, that person had to take care of that damn family. And I really feel like that should happen over here. So I say kudos, Texas. You finally did something right. I really appreciate that. Now, I don't know if y'all heard about the Burning Man Festival that went on in Nevada. Um, a couple of minutes before I started recording, I saw where they were just starting to open the roads here on Labor Day, but those people were out there stranded. Like I said, I wish I could have got on here, but that's all right, because we just covered a whole shebang in one instead of breaking it up and you know, having to do follow-up, follow-up. We just covered the whole thing. So Burning Man revelers began exodus after the flooding left tens of thousands stranded in Nevada desert. Now, here's the deal. You know there was forecast to be a storm, but you buy a ticket and they say, rain or shine, I got to get mine. So that means you got to show up to this show because um, whether you show up or not, you're going to have to pay, okay? So they're at the Burning Man. This is uh, something they go out into the desert, and they have a little concert, and they set a little one fire, two fire, three fire, then go, okay? And I believe by the time you got to listen to this um, episode, it probably would have already happened. But I know they're supposed to light a fire at 8, and I think the man, as they call it, lights at 9 p.m. Nevada time. So it might not, because I think Nevada is... 
three hours behind us and i'm recording this now it's about six o'clock so maybe by the time you hear it it'll be just starting that last fire because i think they're still going to do it i'm gonna see if i have on the associated press if i have any um audio and then i'm gonna read a little bit for you and then we're gonna go into our next break let's see you've got the look It was raining pretty heavily up there, so one thing that I noticed was a lot of puddles on the road. We have thousands of people that are trying to leave right now, so it's kind of like a mass exodus. It's just a lot of vehicles trying to move, trying to get back into town here. Okay, the audio is messing up. Got trapped in the mud and everything was shut down and getting out was a nightmare. Last time someone took the wrong turn and everyone followed them. So we got like into the middle of the desert with like no one around and got stuck there for like 12 hours. We like slept there. And finally, we're about to hitchhike and we finally tried it one more time and got ourselves out. Way to get out is like all, like eight lanes have to merge into one. So it's very slow. It's a really slow process. Oh, I mean, it's still a great event. I love it. And I'm definitely going back next year. But yeah. this morning we were digging, we were on our hands and knees, like digging Under mud out of our tires. Okay, so here it is. And you heard what she said. She definitely going back next year. You know, that's how it is. You know, you know, go ahead, girl. You know, be an adventurer. But what it is, is they were out here to this festival. And that, that flood, that storm was forecast over the weekend. And everybody in Nevada, even, you know, I saw some content creators who were in that area. They were hurrying up trying to upload their stuff. Cause they knew that the power was going to be going out of things of that nature. So I still didn't understand why they had to do it. I, um, it took me to that festival that dropped the, the, that Ja Rule and the guy did over there in uh, Bahamas. That was a hot mess. That was a total disaster and they weren't prepared for that situation, but it wasn't really a storm over there, but I think it was food wise, drink wise, and then it was just like some other things people were not prepared for. But here, thousands and thousands of people were stranded. They had told people that the roads were closed because they had gotten flooded so bad from the storm and that they would not be able to let them out. They were telling people to try to share your food with each other because y'all ass going to be getting out no time soon. So let's try to get into it. Muddy roads flooded by a summer storm that left tens of thousands of party goers stranded for days at the Burning Man Festival had dried up enough by Monday afternoon to allow them to begin their exodus from the northern Nevada desert. Event organizers said that they started to let traffic flow out of the main, of the main road around 2 p.m. local time, even as they continued urging attendees to delay their exit to help ease traffic on Monday. But two hours after the mass departure began, organizers estimated a wait time of about five hours. Organizers also asked attendees not to walk out of the Black Rock Desert about 110 miles north of Reno, as others had done throughout the weekend, including DJ Diplo 
and Chris Rock dumbass who had to get damn um say we're gonna get into that. And they didn't specify why. The festival had been closed to vehicles after more than half an inch of rain fell Friday, causing flooding and foot deep mud. The road closures came just before the first of the two conventional fires signaling an end to the festival was scheduled to begin Saturday night. The event traditionally culminates with the burning of a large wooden effigy um, shaped like a man and a wood temple structure during the final two nights. But the fires were postponed as authorities worked to reopen exit routes by the end of the Labor Day weekend. Weather permitting, the man's is scheduled to be torched at 9 p.m. Monday, while the temple is set to go up in flames at 8 p.m. Tuesday. Okay, so it's 8 p.m. Tuesday. The National Weather Service in Reno said it should stay mostly clear and dry at the festival site Monday, although some light rain showers could pass through Tuesday morning. The event began August 27th and had been scheduled to end Monday morning with attendees packing up and cleaning up the, um, after themselves. Child. <laughs> cleaning up after themselves. I just cannot. I cannot. And Chris Rock crazy ass. Chris, I don't know. I, I, I guess he slapped the sense out of your ass because you know you've been doing some weird shit. And I ain't understand why the hell you would try to leave out of a damn desert and walk, you know, good and damn well. You ain't finna walk. Well, then again, you are from Brooklyn in New York. You, you, you probably don't walk for the cheesecake over there at Junior's for, for Diddy or something. So you probably would be able to, to walk 110 damn miles. Not. I don't think so, sir. I didn't understand that. Diplo, whose real name is Thomas Wesley Pence, posted a video to Instagram on Saturday evening showing him and Rock riding in the back of a fan's pickup truck. He said they had walked six miles through the mud before hitching a ride. He said, I legit walked the side of the road for hours with my thumb out, Diplo wrote. Cindy Bishop and three of her friends managed to drive their rented RV out of the festival at um, at dawn on Monday when Bishop said that the main road wasn't being guarded. She said that they were happy to make it out after driving toward the exit and getting stuck several times over the course of two days. But Bishop, who traveled from Boston for her second Burning Man, said spirits were still high at the festival when they had left. Most people she spoke with said that they had planned to stay for the ceremonial burns. May as well, hell, you know, been stuck there in all that damn mud. The spirit is there, she said, but it was really like we're going to take care of each other and make the best of it. Rebecca Barger, a photographer from Philadelphia, arrived at her first Burning Man on August 26th and was determined to stick it out through the end. Everyone was just adapted um sharing rvs sleeping offering food and coffee burger said i danced in foot deep clay and for hours to incredible djs associated press reporters rio yamat in las vegas michael casey in boston and rj rico in atlanta leo skin in baltimore jua lozano in houston and julie walker in new york contributed so you know what? Thank God that they okay. I just thought that that was so freaking weird. Um, you know it's gonna be a rain shower, but like I said, I'm a festival goer, so I get it. 
I was at best of the best, not this year, because they, they uh, postponed this year, but they canceled it this year because the Afro Nation was here and it didn't make no damn sense because nobody was going to go there and go to Afro Nation. And you had Beanie Man there, everybody else in the Afro Nation, so that just didn't make sense. Um, for those of you who don't know, best of the best down here is our uh, festival that we have every Memorial Day weekend. It's a um, dance hall festival. But the year before, oh, excuse me, what's that? A little burpy burp? <laughs> But um, the year before, I was at Best of the Best, and it literally stormed the entire time we were there. I literally sat in my umbrella chair within a big umbrella over that umbrella, sitting there chilling, bed of a split, drinking my drink, and sitting there in my damn chair in the pouring and stormy rain. Um, I had never done it before. I've been, you know, out there and then you have to run and go and try to run for cover and all of that. But I actually sat there and because I had the umbrella, the chair with the umbrella on it, and then I had a big umbrella over that, you know, you, you, you do it because at the end of the day, it's rain or shine and they tell you that. So you, 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 you stuck. But for them to go and know that, that you're going to be in the damn middle of the desert, I don't think that they were expecting to be flooded in like they were. So I think that um, that was like the main reason why the people went. Or maybe they just damn, like I said, I don't spend my money. Y'all say rain or shine, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to go in here and have me some fun, and that's going to be that. But, you know, thank God that it, um, I don't think I saw anything about any deaths. You know, I did see it was a lot of people um, that were stranded there thousands and thousands but i didn't so far see anything like that so thank god for that and y'all just know when you're getting ready to go to these festivals check out check out the um check check out the the weather because you never know what's going to happen and just be prepared those people had to you know they were telling them you know try to share food with one another because we don't know we're gonna be able to let you out because they literally had blocked all of the roads so, you know, thank God that they were okay and um, everybody is starting to slowly but surely move on up out of there, okay? So, without further ado, we got another break for you and we're going to come back and we're going to discuss um, some important things that happened also over this weekend like I said, I'm kind of trying to keep it loosely kind of fun tonight, and then we're going to get into um, some serious stuff that happened here in Florida, um, actually today. And I don't want to ruin the mood. I'm going to keep it upbeat. I was in, so we're going to keep it on like the celebrity and the pop culture stuff and a couple of little under the radar news that you can use but definitely talk about it tuesday it's going to be lit and you are really going to be excited about it so i can't hardly wait um for the episode tomorrow so just make sure that you are subscribed so that you are notified when i do upload that episode all right so let's go ahead and fade on out with Missy. And we're going to come on the other side. We're going to be talking about Leprechaun Lanes. Is he trying to act like he's Canadian so he don't get deported? And we're going to talk about some other things going on in um, these hot topics out here. Young Blue and Boosie going at it. Did he actually forge Boosie's signature to become an artist for Empire and cheat Boosie out his money? 
Wrong thing to do. So y'all come back. Grab a second. Come on back. It's the Heidi John Spirit. Yeah, yeah, come on. I like to get to know y'all so I can show y'all. Be back, the baby. Pussy on y'all, like I Every told y'all. Give me all your numbers so I can phone y'all. Your girl act the same thing. Call me over. Not on the bed. Lay me on your sofa. Call before you. You do what you don't or you will or won't ya. Go downtown and eat it like a vulture. See my hips and my tips so cha. See my ass and my lips don't cha. Lost a few pounds in my whips for ya. It's the kind of beat that go ba ta ta ba ta 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 ta. Sex me so good I say blah blah blah. Work it. I need a glass of water. Boy, your boy is good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's your primitive and wet yet. It's your primitive and wet yet. If you got a big one, let me search it. To find out how hard I gotta work ya. It's your primitive and wet yet. It's your primitive and wet Get your nails done, get a pedicure, get your hair did. Let's go, Flames. We are back. We are back. Thank you for joining me here on a special Labor Day Monday Night Madness. Mena, madness and mayhem. It's a lot of madness and mayhem and mena going on. Yes, we are still going to discuss mena. This is an extendo clip, so y'all get comfortable so you can listen to it. Yeah, we going in. We going in about two plus. So anytime y'all here stand up there for my, my new ones, my, my day ones, and my new ones, they know what my just begins, who just started listening to me tonight. When I say a stand-up clip, that means you're going to have extended play. So this is the perfect one to listen to today, okay? This is the perfect one to listen to, especially if you're on that on that West Coast. We West Coasting, y'all. Y'all know I'm going to have to drop that uh, Crip Mac. Um, sound check, okay? i have to drop him real quick um, for a commercial break. Um, so shout out to all my Cali daddies, Tony Pony. Shout out to y'all. Um, I got some stuff to talk to you uh, to y'all about too. It's a little law out there y'all might not know about. You might get a ticket for parking in your own driveway. But we'll get on to that. It's a lot of madness. Um, and Mena, did she get fired or is it just cap? We're gonna be getting into that. We're still gonna be getting into um a little bit of the boosty. We don't get into the boosty tonight. We're gonna. Fit him in. We definitely gonna be getting in the young blue with um all of that shit that he going through. His whole whole shit's been been tore up. I might move that one to Thursday to um truth be told Thursdays because truth be ter- told Thursdays gonna be so lit. So I don't know. We're gonna see if we don't fit. We can't fit him in tonight. We definitely gonna fit him in for truth be told Thursdays. Um, but we are gonna get into this leprechaun lane. So. Without further ado, let me bring that to you. We also gonna be getting into Nicki Minaj. You heard her style get accused of threatening a um designer because they said the damn outfit made her look fat and they ain't wanna pay for that. We're gonna be getting into that. But uh let me see if I can pull up this leprechaun lanes so we can talk about that thing. And then we're gonna move forward um and get on into that well you know what before we get into leprechaun lanes let's get into this quick one on sasha y'all might not know her sasha scare sasha scare is the person the young lady that was accused of um killing beyonce's cousin back in 2021 and um over this week i'm telling y'all it's been very it's been very busy uh, she was sentenced to 55 years. Yes, it was determined and uh, that she did murder, in fact, 
sentenced to 55 years. She tried to say she didn't do it on purpose, that they were tussling or whatever. Let's get into that. Rapper Sasha Scare has been sentenced to hard time for murdering Beyonce's cousin back in 2021. Um, News 5 reports that Scare was convicted of the murder of 34-year-old Martel Deron at his upscale apartment near San Antonio, Texas. Deron, who is related to Beyonce through their grandmother, also had a burgeoning rap career performing under the name Cantone before he was shot and killed on January 26, 2021. Um, Scare was also offered a plea deal of 20 years in prison, which she rejected before being sentenced to 55 years on Wednesday, last Wednesday, August 30th. The Texas rapper previously testified that she didn't mean to kill Deron, but that the two had gotten into a fight that quickly spurted out of control, which is what led to his death. Um, and what has led to your demise, Missy, is um, killing some damn body and uh, thinking you can get away with it by talking about y'all got into the scar fussle or whatever the hell you want to say and thought that that was going to work, and especially with that being, um, and then for that, her name to be Sasha Scare, and Beyonce named Sasha, her little, her little, what they call it, alter ego of Sasha Fish, I think that was super damn weird. But yes, she has definitely been um, convicted, and she will be serving 55 years, so she out of here. Pretty much, she out of here. 55 years, probably damn tell to the dope. Now, while we're on that, I want to put a little um, disclaimer out here for those of my those of you who are listening to me in the um, PA area, okay, Pennsylvania. There is an escaped murderer, and he's still on the loose. So I wanted to put this out here just a little quick, 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 okay. Want to put it put this out in case anybody you know just be careful because he was spotted on surveillance camera um, per the DA and his name is Danilo Cavalcante. He's 34 years old. He was spotted in Pocopson Township about 1.5 miles away from the Pennsylvania prison where he escaped from on last Thursday. Okay? So this was just a couple of days ago. Like I said, I was my equipment was down. So that means it was Saturday. He was just spotted. Okay? So he's still on the loose. I have not seen an update. I have not received an update. He's still on the loose. Cavalcante was captured on a residential surveillance camera. Residential, y'all, so he's going to your neighborhoods. So be careful if you're in the area near Pocopson Township, Pennsylvania. Cavalcante, and I have friends and family out that way, so that's why I'm, I'm talking about this as well. And, and you might have friends and family out there. Y'all know how we do under the radar news you can use, okay? We ain't never getting too caught up in the fun that you can't get some of this um this information okay now he was caught on the residential surveillance camera early saturday according to the chester county district attorney he was wearing pants a white shirt and white sneakers he has long black curly hair and was wearing a backpack according to the footage they still don't know how he got backpack i don't know why i feel like somebody on the inside work is working with him but police believe he was wearing prison-issue clothes when he escaped from the facility. It's unclear where he obtained his backpack, authorities said Saturday. Kevin Conte was convicted of first-degree murder on August 16th for fatally stabbing his 33-year-old former girlfriend. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole last week. He was set to be transferred to a state correctional institution in four weeks before he escaped, according to the Chester County District Attorney. Um, Deb Ryan, 
At a press conference Saturday afternoon, authorities urged the public to remain vigilant and to check their home surveillance systems. Cavalcante is believed to still be in the vicinity of Route 52 in Pocopson. Captain Robert Bailey with the Pennsylvania State Police has said, if you see something, say something and call 911. Authorities will comb a heavily wooded area of Pocopson consisting of 271 homes, Robert Clark with the U.S. Marshal Source said the police presence in the area will remain until Cavalcante is apprehended. We are narrowing the scope of our search. We believe that he may be in a residential location that is comprised with hundreds of homes in a deeply wooded area at this time, but our search remains active, Ryan said. Ryan also said police have responded to allegations of possible break-ins to residential homes in the vicinity of the prison. Police said that they received a report of an attempted burglary in Pocopson Township at around 11.30 p.m. Hundreds of law enforcement personnel, including U.S. Marshal SWAT local state and other federal agencies, are currently searching the surrounding area. Cavalcante is from Brazil. Officials still um, say he, officials say that he's five feet tall and he weighs 120 pounds and his slaggy black hair and brown eyes. But you know what? That's what he had then. He could have done shaved his hair bald or he could have dyed his hair blonde. He could have cut off his mustache. Just look for a little ass man, five feet tall, 120. That's very dangerous. And if you are, you see something, say something. But if he's trying to break in, stand your ground and get down and say, call and call it as clean up our five. Okay? That's what y'all need to do. It's a $10,000 uh, reward that's out for his capture so or for any information that will lead to his capture. So, um, he's also wanted in Brazil for homicide. So, this is a very dangerous ass little man. Okay, y'all need to make sure that you are being careful out there in Pocopsin, Pennsylvania. Okay, the man is still on the fucking run and he is dangerous. Okay, he is a convicted murderer here in the States as well as in Brazil. So don't think just because he's five feet of 120 that, oh, okay, you can take him. No. Take his ass down with a couple rounds and then call them to come to the town to clean his ass up off the ground. You dig? All right. Be careful, Pennsylvania. But make sure that you, and, and make sure if you do see anything and you feel like that's him, call them and they do have a $10,000 award. Okay? So let's move on from one little bastard to another one. We're going to go on to Leprechaun Lanes. Yes, the update of Leprechaun Lanes. I will do Leprechaun Lanes song, but... We've been jamming a lot, and it's time for me to get some work again, okay? So, Leprechaun Lames um, tries to distance himself from Canada in bail motion as he faces looming threat of deportation because um, recently his attorney came under fire. Um, his attorney came under fire for being on vacation like uh, professionals do, especially after they don't been in a damn trial or whatever, whatever your um, realm of work is. But he was um, caught on camera and enjoying some kind of, I guess, tropical paradise. And people was like, oh, he's not trying to get him an appeal trial. He's not trying to get him an appeal. He partying. He vacationing. So the man was like, no such thing. 
that was not the case. The case was he had already filed for that, but they had not decided in, in um, whether they were going to do the appeal. And if they were going to do the appeal, they would need to provide a date. So there was something left for him to do, but wait for the court system to, you know, do their job, okay, or do their, what they do. So that being said, now he's been granted an appeal. Uh, I forgot the uh, appeal date or whatever. And now they're saying they're going to try to um, see if they can get him on some type of bail, you know, some kind of restrictive bail, like maybe an ankle mount or something. Nope. Leave that motherfucker up in there. I don't think he needs bail. I really don't think that he needs to get his raggedy ass out. Stay your ass in there. After everything happened, he was still back there. I had never once said, I'm not going to apologize and I'm because I didn't do anything. He went right back to the same dumb shit before that. Oh, it's my friend. And I apologize for doing this to my friend. And all this crazy. And we shared drinks and times and talked to each other about our mothers that passed. And then as soon as he got convicted and got the time, I not one time that I apologize for doing anything because I didn't I'm not going to apologize for nothing I ain't do. This bastard has no remorse. He has no accountability. And he deserves to keep his raggedy ass in the lollipop fucking gill. Locked down 24 hours or 23 or whatever. And out two damn days a week for two hours. That's what he needs. That's what he deserves. Until he break his ass down and be humble. And admit to his wrongdoings. And it's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's not even the third time that he's been damn violent. He paid off. Little crazy ass damn um what's the boy name from Love and Hip Hop Prince. Then Prince tried to reopen the trial. Him and his damn bodyguards beat his ass. Then you you beat down on August Alcina. Then you you got an ex that you had done got into it with, but you pay her ass off. So uh uh-uh. uh. But anyway, I digress. Let's get on with this mess. Okay. So um Leprechaun Lames, who is serving a 10-year prison sentence, asked the judge to grant him bail while he is waiting on um, trial, okay? Now, Leprechaun Lames intended to downplay his connection to his home country in his latest attempt to regain his freedom. The Canadian artist insisted he will stay in Los Angeles if he's released from prison, according to a bail motion obtained by reporter Megan Kuniff. Although the Peterson family originally hails from Canada, they do not have strong ties to um, to this location. Now, all my Canadian listeners, because yes, I have Canadian listeners, how y'all feel about that? Why he trying to diss y'all and downplay y'all because he wants to stay his raggedy ass over here to be a menace? We don't want your raggedy ass over here. Um, his lawyers argue, Mr. Peterson does have a close friend who is like family that he helps provide for her child despite this not being his biological child. So in other words, he wanted to be released to his whole house so he better give him some pussy. Okay, he want to get some pussy and, you know, and, and, and be able to lock in and lock down so she could be some kind of character witness, I guess. Additionally, a couple of Mr. Peterson's siblings live in Canada but frequent the Los Angeles area to join their family. The converse is not true as Mr. Peterson does not visit his home country often. When he does, it is for employment, and at this time, he will visit his friends and family. Leprechaun Lames, whose real name is Daystar Peterson, was sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting Megan Thee Stallion. His legal team asked for a lighter sentence of probation. Instead, Judge David Hereford 
sent the rapper singer to prison for 305 days of credit for time served. Prosecutors said that Tory Lames, aka Leprechaun Lames, <laughs> oh my God, um, may get deported after serving his prison sentence. His attorney filed a motion for bail as they appeal his conviction. Leprechaun Lames was convicted of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, discharging a firearm with gross negligence and carrying a loaded, unregistered firearm in a vehicle. He maintains his innocence. So he's maintaining his innocence. He's saying, you know, I didn't do it. I don't, you know, yeah, the gun was there. Oh, yeah, yada, yada, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me. And, um, baby, we're not going to let your ass out so you can flee. That's all was going to happen. We need this girl to have some kind of peace of mind. And I just feel like at, at this time, and for the, the idiots out there that's like, oh, when somebody say, I just feel like you're not speaking facts. No, that's right. Because I'm speaking from my opinion. But in my opinion, for the dodos in the back, since they don't like to hear, um, I, I just feel like, in my opinion, because he is a violent person, he's proven that time and time again, the only reason the judge did not consider the August situation is because he was never prosecuted on it. He was never, he was accused, but he was never prosecuted, never went to court, okay? Because August went on by this business. August was like, look, bro. I done been in entanglements and endangerments fucking around here with these damn uh, Smiths, okay? I ain't got time for you. They, they gonna, you know, God gonna handle you. God did, okay? And God did handle you right on up. Handled you right on up. <laughs> okay? So stay your ass in there. Mr. Maintain your innocence. He don't need no bail because if the judge felt that he would be um, safe enough to be on probation, he would never got 10 years. He got 10 years for a reason, because of his violence, because of his ignorance, because of his cockiness, okay, because of his narcissism in that court, because of his mocking in the court, okay, all of that shit paid, in, paid into it. So I'm sure that those judges are going to follow suit and they're going to deny him the bail and say, sit your ass in prison, okay, because you're no longer in jail until you get that good appeal letter in the mail, okay? <laughs> so, that being said, once again, like I told y'all before, we will be keeping an eye on this. Meg is coming out with a little tune with Cardi. Um, I think a documentary is coming out, Five Shots, okay? Documentary is coming out, and I'm so glad. Stay your ass in there and then hear my documentary or, you know, check it out when they go ahead and, and stream it in the damn prison, all right? Now, let's get on, y'all. I still want to get to Nikki, but let's get on to some more of these um, trendy hot topics in pop culture, baby. Let's get on with Mr. Diddy Love, Mr. Puff Daddy, Mr. Sean John Combs, Mr. Um, I'm from my, I mean, I be now, period. Come on, Mr. Poppy Combs, okay? Now, recently... There have been dibbles and dabbles that uh, Keefe D and some other people, there's a grand jury being put together and to reopen, and I think it's officially being reopened, but to um, actually go and not indict, but to subpoena Keefe D for questioning in the murder of Tupac, okay? Now, 
those of you who are not my new one i mean my my um new day ones or my new ones my just begun's you might not know but we did a little deep dive on the tupac situation on some things with death row check on back like i said play with the toilet eat the fries check on back in the episodes where you'll see that um in regards to tupac and we did you know list some interesting things now i want to say art of dialogue um was one of the main ones to interview this guy of course vlad gonna be everywhere dj vlad interview every damn body so i'm sure his stuff is incriminating but choke no joke having breaking it down and i think i've even stated you know and if i didn't pardon me i think i've even stated on here during you know one of my episodes when i go off the road and i come back on and start driving that's why y'all gotta listen to me because sometimes i be dropping the jewels off off in there i be dropping on the side of the road and be like all right see you later bomb bomb i mean keep riding and y'all miss it okay that's why y'all pay attention pay attention and i said there was a gentleman a bodyguard who was told not to bring a gun okay he was told not to bring a gun and the other guy that the main guy was told you won't even be um his bodyguard tonight we got somebody else we're gonna just use frank okay not michael moore he told michael moore don't come just frank and frank when you come don't even bring a gun so there's been a lot of things said over the years i think we we even broke down some suge night tea over here make sure that you um I'm sorry. I done broke down and went their way. I may as well hell because they're trying to steal all of my ways, but coffee over here. So check that out. Okay, a lot of sugar and that stuff. And I, I broke some, some stuff down about sugar when we were doing that too. So shout out to Art of Dialogue. When we were doing a reaction to one of his, there was some um, Danny Boy was dropping some some real, real jewels over here on sugar and Death Row as well. Now, what does that have to do with Sean Diddy? You say, Kiwi, what they got to do with Sean Diddy? Well, it's always been whispers in the hip-hop game, okay, in these hip-hop streets, in the hip-hop corner behind and under the sheets, that Diddy had done set that shit up in the city. That Suge and Diddy was a part of both him and Biggie's demise, Okay. It's always been out there um, with with Biggie because Biggie was supposed to be going to Paris, I believe it was, or London, and he switched his plans and had them to go out to California. This is fresh after Pac. Why would you do that? Even then, I remember saying, why would he go out there? Oh, my God. And he had just made the um, Living Dying, wait, not Living Dying L.A., but um, the California song that he had made. I'm charming right now, but it just I just lost it. But in any event, I was like, why the um hell would you oh going back to Cali? Why the hell would you let Biggie release going going back back to Cali Cali and then take him over to Cali Cali after you know Tupac had been killed when they were already th- saying and accusing him of being the person that either set it up or they paid for it or that was totally that was involved and then the who shot you and all that stuff previous to that to that to the murder all of that okay so once again you go kiwi once again what the hell does that have to do with diddy 
recently now that they're reopening there's a lot of stuff you had gene deal shout out to gene deal who used to be cooking some good ass food on his channel and dropping some jewels as well about stuff that was happening back then and how possibly did it could be tied into it now how am i tying what i'm about to talk about into it is diddy trying to put good karma out there because he just might be getting that call to sit in front of that, that grand jury and answer some questions. Now, the reason I ask this is because, you know, even with Biggie, when Biggie passed, his mom at one point, she was saying that she used to tell her son all the time, Christopher, they're not your friends. And if Puffy was your friend, he wouldn't he wouldn't have you out there. And if Puffy was your friend, he wouldn't have you doing this. And Puffy was your friend, he wouldn't have you doing that. And I remember on some documentary where this lady was going in, that was when they she was suing LAPD. And there was this um, detective who was stating that it was some cops involved. Because you know that death row used off-duty cops. And those cops allegedly, here we go, Take it as fact or take it as fiction. I'm going to just say it in a perfect diction. That's my disclaimer. Okay. Um, that they were off duty cops and that they had ties to the bloods. And you know that Suge had a lot of bloods that were his bodyguards or security detail. And this one guy with his old school car or what, all that shit was tied in. And I remember this detective was tying them all in. I think that's the one that ended up being found in a hotel or something and they tried to say he took himself out okay she was saying on one of these documentaries like that she believed that he knew what happened to her son and she was gonna find out what happened to her son and if he really she he really cared about her son that he would tell them everything they needed to know she would answer any question they have and the next thing you know he ended up on one award show and she was there and he was like showing her all this love and they was doing the I Miss You song on the stage and she was out there in the audience. I remember that. So here we go. Tied all in, Kiwi. Sean Diddy Combs reassigns music publishing rights to bad boy artists, including Notorious B.I.G., Mace, and Faith Evans. Don't forget, Mary also left because you had mary 112 craig matt not necessarily in the order okay so craig matt biggie mary 112 the locks jada as in jada kiss all these people who had the same complaint you had us doing all making all these songs and doing all this music and you mean to tell me i can't have no rights to my publishing and he's like oh well you sign this and you sign that so, no, you don't own the publishers. I own the publishers. That type of shit. Okay. So, in a rare move, apparently themed for Labor Day, Bad Boy, see how it ties in, y'all? You got me? Okay, we here. Bad Boy Records founder Sean Diddy Combs has decided to reassign his Bad Boy publishing rights back to all Bad Boy artists and writers who helped build Bad Boy into the powerhouse it is today. A source close to the situation confirmed to Variety on today, Monday. So this is breaking news, y'all. Breaking news right here on How to Done Experience on Labor Day. The artists in question include the Notorious B.I.G.'s estate, Faith Evans, Mace, The Locks, 112, and many more unspecified creators. Specific details were not immediately available, 
but the assets are said to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Not to mention this writer that was there with the hit maker, Stevie J. It was this other guy. I think his name was Devontae or the, the, the something. It started with a D. Devon or something like that, and he used to be on YouTube. He had a whole channel where he was asking for donations, and he was saying about how he was rolling with Diddy. He would help write. He would help do all this stuff, and Diddy always promised to take care of his artists. Black Rob, I wonder if he did anything for Black Rob's kids since Black Rob died, and he was in very bad state, but he said he used to give money to Black Rob all the time for him to go to the hospital and stuff like that. And I think he even paid for the, the funeral, I want to say. But he always said that Black Rob will always rest over the money. So, listen, we're going to stop right there about the hundreds of millions of dollars. Remember, we're stopping right there. It's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. We're going to come back on the other end. We're going to finish up on Diddy. Then we're going to touch in on that Nikki, okay? And then we're going to talk about did um, Alcatraz make a return for Labor Day weekend. Yes, we're going to talk about the takeover of Stillwater Prison. It's the Hockney Johns experience, y'all. We are getting lit. It's Labor Day. I told y'all we end up, we start off slow, but we, we end off rough. So y'all come back so y'all get some more of this funky stuff. It's the Hockney Johns experience. Fade out with me now, Missy. <laughs> Let me bring you on. Boy, lift it up, let's make a toaster. Let's get drunk, this gon' bring us closer. Don't I look like a Holly Berry poster? See the Belvedere playing tricks on ya. Girlfriend wanna be like me, never. You won't find a bitch that's even better. I make it hot as Las Vegas weather. Listen up close while I take it backwards. Oh, my against the gal, listen me with your I'm not a prostitute, but I can give you what you want. I love your brains and your mouth full of phones. Love the way my ass boom, 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 boom. Keep your eyes on. You think you can handle this? Cause don't, don't, Take my thumb off and my ass go boom. Cut the lights on so you see what I can do. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive, it's wet yet. It's your primitive, it's wet yet. If you got a big one, let me search it. To find out how hard I gotta work yet. It's your primitive, it's wet yet. It's your primitive, it's wet yet. Boys, boys, all type of shaking your ass. Ain't no shame, ladies, do your thing. Just make sure you ahead of the game. Just cause I got a lot of fame, super. Prince couldn't get me change my name, Papa. Huta can't tell your slave again, no sir. Picture black saying, oh yes, I'm Massa. Picture little Kim dating a pastor. Minute man, big red can outlast ya. Who is the best? I don't have to ask ya. When I come out, you won't even matter. Why you act dumb like Say you act dumb like. Like uh, as the drummer boy go brr pum pum, pum give you some 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 of this cinnabon. Baby, look at me, mama love you, and I know you ain't no little boy no more, but you always be my baby. Seems like only yesterday I was holding you in my arms. Now look at you now, big. But I worry about you. I worry about you all the time. Hanging out on the corner all times of night with the cool people. Baby, that ain't nothing but trouble. I always taught you that you could have whatever you dream. Well, I want you to hold on to that dream, baby. Hold on to it real tight. 
because the sky is the limit. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How's everybody doing tonight? All right. I'd like to welcome All to the right. stage the lyrically acclaimed. Woo. I like this young man because when he came out, he came out with the phrase. He went from ashy to classic. All right. <laughs> I like that. All right. So everybody in the house, give a warm round of applause for the notorious B.I.G. The notorious B.I.G., ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for him, y'all. Oh. A nigga never been as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes in the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt and alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, but I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow! Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. They come my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watching. That hoes clock. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, burn the crunch. Ain't it? Eyes caught some blue and white dust. That's the slut. I had to bring it through. Don't worry, I'll be playing it later on, later on, but we got to get back into this news, okay, that you can use. I hope you are enjoying our Labor Day edition of the Hobby Talk Experience Extendo Clip, so make sure that you are very comfortable. If you are at work listening, it's a great place for you to be, because now you can plug in and listen freely. You ain't got to worry about trying to see me up on your TV, okay? <laughs> now, we left off, we left off with Sean Diddy, Pussy, Love, Poppy, Combs, okay, giving back publishings to not only rappers, singers, but writers and creators and contributors who helped to build the bad boy empire. And we're here trying to dig it deep and find out who else. They have named Biggie. They said Mace. They said Faith Evans. And they said this was in a Labor Day themed. Okay. So, you know, he always got to do a theme to his shit. One thing about him, he do it in style. Okay. He's doing a style of profile. You got to get it. They did it. Anything he do, he do it style, decent, in order. Okay. And we know the locks. Okay, and they say many other unnamed artists. Okay, now, um, I know that Cameron had came out with a little something, something last week saying getting ready to celebrate with my boy. You know, he just got you know his publisher back, got through signing that paperwork, so he was you know very you know cheerful about that. But he was talking about Mace, and everybody was like, Yeah, you know, finally got Mace. So I remember I went on a little post and I was like, Well, can we get our Jada Kiss, Mace Cameron, um, tour back because I had bought my ticket and I had to damn go get my refund because they were going to be coming right here up the street from my house and um, did he block that shit? Okay, let's just keep it real. But has he had a change of heart and get closer to God, or is this in um, 
reaction to trying to get good karma because he might have to get in front of that grand jury about Tupac. Okay, so we don't know. Let's let's get into it. We left off about the worth. It worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Is Mary included in the unnamed artist? Is Craig Matt included in the unnamed artist? Black Rob, look him. Is she included in the unnamed artist? We'll see y'all. Um, so those assets have increased dramatically in value in recent years as artists and estates representing the music catalogs, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Genesis, Luther Vandross, and many others have struck nine-figure deals selling or partially selling the rights to their catalogs, which is true. Um, Herb Gotti sold his masters out, and the only person that got paid a seven-figure check was Ja Rule. And remember, you know, that pussy oil um, didn't give Ashanti one damn dime. He said the only one they got was Ja Rule because Ja Rule stood behind him and beside him through the trial with him and his brother and everything. He didn't give none to, to Ashanti because he was butthurt that she didn't want to keep going on with a jerk that was whole married and was fucking over his wife. But that's either here or there. Let's stay. We in bad boy right now. It's bad boy. Okay. Let's stay on over here. Okay. Now, the source notes that Combs has received multi-million dollar offers for the rights to the Bad Boy Publishing Catalog, but instead has decided to reassign the rights to the songwriters. The source added that most, but not all, of the recipients have been located, contacted, and signed the necessary paperwork. Mace, a multi-platinum selling Bad Boy rapper, who appeared with Combs on many songs, has often called out his former mentor over money allegedly owed. Combs said in The Breakfast Club last year that Mace actually owed him $3 million, a claim that Mace disputed aggressively. Mace said in 2020 that Combs had refused his $2 million offer for Mace's publishing. In fact, okay, well then let's start right there real quick. Mace, if you if he's lying, why would you offer him two million for it? You that sounds like you wanted to get a pay. That's just like okay, I owe I owe a hospital bill, and I owe you three thousand. But I say, look, I ain't got look for you to get this shit out my credit. Can we just settle for twenty five hundred? I got two thousand right now. Boom, right now. I give you two k right now, just to raise you know, just to get the other grand in, so you get this out my credit. Pay it out, close it out. That's it. Okay, is that the case? Because if that's the case, Mace. And then let's talk about five-year foreign, because we heard him. His ass is all the way foreign. He foreign so foreign, we can't find his ass. He don't move, you know, out, out of country. Because according to him, you did him the same way Diddy did you. He was like, why you busy going out to Diddy? What about me in New York City? Say like, you only gave me, what, a couple hundred in a tuna sandwich. Like, uh, Boosie did him damn girl at that damn party in a tuna fish sandwich and say, uh, go out there and be somebody. But I digress. We'll see the, we'll we'll talk about that on on, on another night, okay? We'll we'll build on another night on that one. In fact, Mason's longtime friend and collaborator Cameron leaked the news, I just told y'all that, of the publishing arrangement in an Instagram post late last week, referencing his friend's original rapper name, Murder Mace. Cameron wrote in a post about the Lost Files, his forthcoming mixtape, My Nigga Murder, had to sit this one out. He just got his publishing back from Puff. Just finished the paperwork for that yesterday. Congrats. Okay. Now, um, during the 1990s, 
it was not uncommon for um for labels or label owners to take a percentage of an artist publishing as part of a recorded music deal although that syndrome has faded away as artists and songwriters become more aware of the value of their publishing rights very true cone sees it as a part of a broader goal of promoting economic empowerment for black artists and culture the source says because remember Combs also went in on Grammy Awards and was talking about how it wasn't right. That it's time for y'all to show love to the artists because the artists are out here working hard. They writing these songs, they making this music. They, you know, they the people are listening to it. They get in, and y'all they coming here and y'all are not. You know, he was thanking them for his award, for his contributions, but he like yo. Y'all need to start tightening up with the way you're treating the artist. So he did do that. And then, of course, he got called out for that. And everybody started saying, if that's how you feel, then why are you not giving the artist back? They, they, um, music, you did, you know, you know, what's the deal? So let's, let's continue. Cone sees it as a part of the broader part. And Combs has a new album, the L-O-V-E album, Off the Grid, okay, the love album, featuring Justin Bieber, the weekend, Sway Lee, Mary J. Blige, and others dropping September 15th. See, anything Diddy does, anything Diddy does is decent in order and is tied to something. So, this is good karma for him as far as his upcoming album in a couple of weeks. And then I think he's trying to bring in the good karma. Because of um, the trial, in case he gets called, I'm not saying that he that he's going to get called or he needs to get called. I'm just saying it's just something to think about, something that we need to think about. Okay, so shout out to you, Diddy. At the end of the day, you know I'm not going to even I ain't going to hold you. And it's like y'all said in New York, I ain't going to hold you. You did that. So for whatever reason you did, like my mom say, sometimes you don't want to even question why somebody did it. Because, you know, he, he could have had a, a come to Jesus, you know, moment. He could have. But I just, you know, it's Diddy. And y'all just heard. He got an album coming out. It says all a part of his objective for building, you know, black empowerment. And sometimes, you know, it looks crazy when people are doing stuff initially. And then when they finally get to the goal and be like, this is what I've been planning all along. Like, by the hour, I know I was looking crazy for a minute, but I'm back. And here I'm back to, you know, bless you with this and this and this and this and this. Because if I would have let you have this years ago, your ass would have been a spent. Now, you would have been dead broke on the side of the road. You would have known what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? You, you threw three. I threw 20 back. Okay? It might be that. Now, I would like to find out if the same is going to go with Jay. Okay? Love you, Jay. You know I love you, Jay-Z. I'm, I'm a top fan. I would love to see Beanie and Freeway and all. I would love to see all that happen on that side of the world. But, you know, one miracle at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all we ask of you. Okay? Now, let's get into this... Um. Let me see if I can find our next one that I want to I want to get into, and then you know we got to get into Mena. Let's get into this lockdown, baby. Oh wow! So Stillwater Prison inmates took it to the Alcatraz. 
Okay, they took it to back in the day where they used to lock the damn prison down, say we ain't going back in our cell, bitch. Fuck you. We want better, um, better. We want better juice, better bread. Okay, we want better chicken. We want better hot dogs. We want better bologna sandwiches in this bitch. We want a clean toilet. We don't, we don't want the shit sitting up in here, and then we gotta flush it with, with a bucket of water. <laughs> Which is true. That shit happens in the islands. That's a fact. That's a fact shit. That's a factual shit. We are tired of the conditions, okay? So let's get into this. Stillwater prison remains remained on lockdown after about 100 inmates refused to re-enter cells for seven hours on Sunday, okay? Now, I know it's been resolved since this article. I'm going to try and see if did I pull up the right one because I was... Like I said, I was trying to get with y'all this weekend. I don't know why my equipment was not behaving. and None of my stuff was coming up. It was some issue. I don't know. I guess it was with Apple or whatever. But um, let me see if I can get the... Because I know it's been resolved since then. Because I was like, oh, good. It's been resolved. So now I can talk about it on the episode. And I know I just had it on my screen, but I guess I got so darn excited about Diddy with the situation. Here we go. That um, I almost went past it and I had to back up my little screen. Okay. Now, Stillwater, in case y'all don't know, Minnesota, y'all got things going on, baby. It is um, what it's going to be. And it's called the ghost of George Floyd, okay? Y'all gonna keep having issues forever and a day. Now, Stillwater, Minnesota. The Minnesota Department of Corrections says that an emergency situation at Minnesota Correctional Facility Stillwater has been resolved after roughly 100 inmates in uh, one living unit refused to return to their cells Sunday morning, but inmates may remain on lockdown through Tuesday. Extra police, firefighters, and other emergency teams rushed to the prison after the DOC put it on emergency lockdown at about 8 a.m. The DOC reports that all staff have been removed from the common areas of the unit that have been taken over and two correctional officers remain in the unit's secure control area, staying in constant communication with facility command personnel during the incident. So they say. I watched a lot of prison movies. Y'all was in there, but bitch, y'all wasn't going to get out there and get that work for them 100 inmates, okay? Because what happened to all of the tear gas and get, and went, put on your mask and going out there gassing them because y'all were choking and going blind too right along with them. But I digress. DOC spokesperson, that's um director of uh, corrections, for those who don't know, Department of Corrections, spokesperson Andy Scrogman says that no one was hurt and the situation was calm, peaceful, and stable throughout the day. Earlier Sunday, Schoolgram said that members of the crisis negotiation team were activated out of an abundance of caution. They had also activated the Department of Corrections Special Operations Response Team. That's the one that's going to come in there with that gas, baby. And I ain't talking about that good gas that y'all ain't smoke out there in Cali, baby. I'm talking about that gas, gas, okay? Not And not sick on that unlet and that premium. That gas, I put their ass night, night. So, DOC Commissioner Paul Schnell clarified in a press conference late Sunday afternoon 
that deployment of the negotiation team is standard protocol and the sort team was called in out of abundance of caution for, so they but they were never ever entered the unit okay the majority of the time the incarcerated men who did not return to their cells were at tables that are in the commons and were playing cards. I was about to say they were playing their spades. They're like, look, bro, it's Sunday, tomorrow Labor Day. Fuck that. I'm in the middle of this spades game. We got them tied up right now. I got me a, I got both. They don't play jokers. I got the ace, the king, the queen, the jack of stand spades. I got no hearts, and I got some little ass stand spades. I can take care of that. Man. I ain't going back in until we win. Okay, that's all that was. They wanted to finish their little um jungle juice or whatever that shit is that they make in there. They wanted to finish that up. And y'all around here playing with it. Let them stay out a little later for the little holiday. You feel me? So they were playing cards, talking with one another. <laughs> there was never any type of violence throughout the incident at all. Snell said, no, they just wanted to be out late. They just wanted an extra time, and y'all was saying no, and they knew y'all were going to say no, so they said, fuck it, we just going to force a no. We all in agreement that Sunday, we going to stay out late, we going to play, we going to have a space tournament, right? Yeah, we in agreement. Okay, so we are during the space tournament now. They might come and try to get us to go in. Can't none of y'all motherfuckers give up. Y'all, we all staying out. We're not going back in until we finish, okay? Now, we're going to be on lockdown until Tuesday, but who gives a fuck? We going to have fun tonight. You dig? They said dig. And they dug. And that's what the fuck that was. Okay, and thank God for that because you don't want nobody to be hurt. He says the majority of the inmates in that unit, which is between 220 to 250 men, had returned to their cells when originally ordered. Schnell says the situation ended at about 3 p.m. when only two inmates were left, refusing to go back to their cell. They stole two sitting there like, damn, we told these motherfuckers. <laughs> That what the deal was, and they done left our ass out here. Now we the only two lame. They be lame motherfuckers. Y'all just wait. <laughs> Y'all just wait. The last two, they're like, ain't this some shit? That's like they all life, life, life. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he said these inmates were brought to a segregated unit and will go through a disciplinary process. Right. Because they were sitting there pissed off with these motherfuckers. Now nah, we going to get disciplinary action because y'all motherfuckers left us out here. And I'm sure those guys that went in there, they were like, look, dog, the jig is up. Uh, it was 100 of us out here, 975. That shit started dwindling down. Them last ones that was there with their ass, them last ones to that table, because you know it takes four to play spades. They were like, look, bro, man, let's just go on back in, man. Fuck it. Let's just go on in and just, you know, call it. And then they was like, we ain't call it. We ain't call it. We gonna sit our ass right here. <laughs> we gonna sit our ass. Sit your ass right here. Nah, man, I'm straight. I'm straight. Y'all want anyway. I'm throwing my hand in. That bitch went in. That bitch said, we ain't finna get no disciplinary action. Okay? And they sitting there like, ain't that a bitch? They done left our ass out here. Now we gotta take the lick for everybody. Oh, my God. So, Strongsman blamed the unrest and part of inmates' frustration with the move to change cell release schedules during Labor Day weekend, I told y'all, which limited the inmates' access to phones, recreation, and showers, which Skogman, no, Skogman, because I've been saying Skogman, but it's S-K-O-O-G, Skogman says is due to staffing challenges. He also refuted the, the um, 
claimed that inmates were lacking access to clean water. Yeah, because that's what I thought, because that's what they originally came out and said. Schnell added that the inmates are usually given several hours a day during the weekend for recreation, but the holiday-related staff shortage dropped the amount of time in just a single out to just a single hour. The DOC says that overall free time has been out down has been um cut down by more than half of the inmates amid the current staffing issues. The more staff we have the more we can open up programming, which is exactly what the concerns of incarcerated people are, Schnell said. The Department of Corrections says that the prison is short 50 officers. Staffing is both a short and long-term concern with the Correction Officers Union, saying chronic understaffing leads to upset offenders due to the need to restrict recreation time. Schnell also says that the 120-year-old facility it's not climate control, and its windows have many challenges. He says that the Department of Correction is doing studies to figure out how to update the facility, and he expects that a um, bonding request will eventually be submitted to the Minnesota legislation. Schnell also, the DOC, is actively working to recruit more correctional officers and staff and their active union contract negotiations that will likely lead to the increased compensation. It was a day of uncertainty for Marvina Haynes, who is unable to communicate with her brother Marvin. She said it's been a very emotional, very terrifying um, experience, Haynes said. She says that the men were protesting that movement being restricted, limiting their access to clean drinking water in the hot prison. She says that the conditions inside have to improve. And that's what I read, too. That's why I said that they were talking about the conditions. But now this man is downplaying that and saying, no, they had nothing to do with conditions. The jail told us that everything ended peacefully, but we're not sure of that because we still haven't had the opportunity to speak with anyone from the prison, she said. In a statement Sunday afternoon, Ask Me Council 5, which represents Minnesota correctional officers, said that understaffing was to blame for the incident. Today's incident at MCF Stillwater is um, endemic and, high, and highlights the truth behind the operations of the, M the Minnesota Department of Corrections with chronic understaffing leading to upset offenders due to the need to restrict programming and recreation time when there are not enough security staff to protect the facility. Our union believes um, to, to our core that our correctional facilities cannot have transformational offender programming without sufficient facility security. We can and must have both. And they can and must have opening fucking windows, if that's the way y'all shit is built, because I know y'all still did that in no damn prison. What happened to the damn AC? They must have um clean, cool water. I mean, like, come on. Now, I know they're in prison or whatever, but all jokes aside, you think that that's not, that's a ticking time bomb. Like I said, Alcatraz. That's what happened on Alcatraz when those guys held them for days. And it was another prison, too, back in the day. That um I think it was in the 60s. 
where there was a prison, the um prison that was held up by prisoners for a long time, and they tried to negotiate with them. And I think they even made a movie about it. I can't remember the name of the movie right now, but they literally had a war going on between the prisoners and the um staffers, and I believe a couple of the guards ended up dying, and it was a whole big thing and it was all based on the conditions of the prison and that they were trying to negotiate with them and and it didn't happen and you know yes we're going to say well you know what you in prison you don't you know you don't have no golf course uh central ac and you know a pool nobody's saying that but at the same time it has to be humane you know to you know humane enough that he can see being punished so he, you know, hopefully you don't want to go back. And that's, you know, that's another thing too. The madness of that, of you all, you go, and some of these might be return offenders. Why? If the shit was bad before, it's going to be bad now. And then why not change your life so you don't even have to go and experience that again? So this should be a lesson. If you ask to get out this time, don't go back. Because it's getting worse because a lot of people don't want to work in the um, Department of Corrections. as long as hours. The pay is not as great as people think it is. It, your life is in danger every day. Okay? And then look at the woman that was working for the Department of Corrections and told her supervisor that she thinks she was going to labor. She was having labor pains. They were like, oh, you ain't having no labor pains. And she was like, I think I need to leave. Oh, no, you can't leave early because we won't have no coverage. And the lady stayed there. And then when she did go and leave, she ended up having a st- her baby was stillborn. Now, me personally, I would have told them to hell with you and your motherfucking uh, coverage. I'm going to cover my ass in this damn hospital because I'm not going to lose my baby. That would have been me. I would have gave a damn what no damn supervisor had to say. If I'm telling you that I'm in labor or I feel like I'm in labor or I'm having labor pains and I'm pregnant and I'm close to time for me to have this baby, I'm taking my ass on to the hospital. You do what you got to do. And then my attorney going to do what they got to do with your motherfucking ass. Because usually... Um, the problem of correction, I think they are a unionized job. And even if they're not, um, for the simple fact that she w- was pregnant and close to her labor time, you should have held her up. But that's either here nor there. That's But that's one of the reasons why you're not going to find people who are so willing to do correctional correction jobs because of the danger and because of the lack of security for them, the lack of protection for them, okay, the, the correctional officers. So, in total, about 1,200 inmates are at the facility just southeast of Stillwater, according to the department records. Back in 2018, the facility was the site of an officer's murder at the hands of an inmate. Joseph Goman, 45, was beaten to death with a hammer by Edward Johnson. See what I mean? So, do you think, do you think that that would have happened? If that wouldn't happen, that you may have been able to get people to come, yes. But because that happened, hell no. They're like, if this man was able to get a hold of him and murder him, what you think would happen to me? Okay? So, um, I'm glad that they did, you know, that all of that was taken care of. And, um, and they, nobody was hurt prisoners or officers in that situation okay so um we got a couple of more stories we got to go and then we're going to get into um we're going to get into miss mina now before we go into miss mina you know we're going to go into one little under the radar story and then we're going to get into nikki 
And we're going to get into, um, I think we'll be done. Erica Mina being fighting the love of hip-hop mayhem. Because that's what that, that's that's Mina and mayhem, okay? Because that's just what the hell that is. But we're going to definitely get into that. So, y'all know what to do. Grab that smack and come on back. And then tonight, we're going to end... Oh, yeah, I know. That's right. Anheuser-Busch. I forgot. We got to get into Anheuser-Busch. Baby, has it finally come to the end with Anheuser-Busch? Uh, motherfuckers hooded mobs robbing Home Depot in the broad daylight? We going to get into these last couple of stories on Labor Day to finish us on up. So grab that snack and come on back. And I'm going to let y'all ride out to this biggie track if my thing would just come up everything acting so slow on me oh my gosh we'll just be back on the other side of the break and i'll break that biggie on there for you hot be john spirits I was ashamed, my crew was lame I had enough heart for most of them Long as I got stuff for most of them Soft, even when I was wrong I got my point across They depicted me the boss Of course, my orange box Cut to make the world go round For some fucking bitches ain't my homegirls now Start stacking, dabbles in crack Gun packing, nickname Medina Made the scene of Nina. From gym class to in glass, passed off and global The only nigga with a mobile can't you see like total? Getting larger and wasted taste. Ain't no telling when the spelling is heavy. Just in case, keep a shell at the tip of your melon. Clear the space. Your brain was a terrible thing to waste. 88 on gates. Snatch initial nameplates. Smoking splits with niggas. Real life beginner killers. Praying God forgive us for being sinners. Help us out. Sky is the limit, and you know that you can't find what you want. Be what you want, have what you want, be what you want. Have to realize I'm the master enterprise, and I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counterpart to how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. So and so separately. Uh-huh. Frank the deputy uh-huh. took the damn my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustlers prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better sting. Put money in my mom's hands. Get my daughter this college plan so she don't need no men. Stay far from timid. Only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the free sky's the limit. Motherfucker. Everything I'm trying to get
Okay, we are back. We are back, y'all, from another break for the heart. The John's experience, love experience with you. This is Monday Night Madness, the madness, the main, the mayhem. Yes, we have been going through some wonderful topics tonight on this Labor Day edition. Um, we just got through talking about the Stillwater Prison takeover. Yes, baby, it's, it's been going down. So much been going down this um past weekend. Hope you all are enjoying. This extendo clip, which y'all know extendo clip means we going in two plus, okay? Two hour plus. So hopefully you are enjoying it as much as I am enjoying it. And if you are, you know what to do. Make sure that you come through on the end of this podcast. You will see a poll or a question. Make sure that you respond and let me know that you enjoy Hot D. John's being on, okay? All right. So let's get on back into these topics. We got um Anheuser Bush, we got Nicki Minaj, and we got Erica Maynard. Yes, that the saga that keeps co- continuing to go. The the madness, the mayhem, the Maynard. Okay, so we got this going on tonight. Anheuser Bush, after decades of having a monopoly on American football, is no longer the king. Of beer, okay. Now y'all know we've been talking about Anheuser Busch, you know, off and on on the platform um, throughout the year, and it was all pretty much based on um, a trans uh, model that they use for a social media rollout, okay. And they use this um, Divine or Devon or something like that. We'll get into it. I can't remember the name right now. But use them as a model, and it was a, um, excuse me, transgender model. And of course, y'all know who drinks Bush beer and Bud Light and all of those. Like, so remember, they kept saying Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. And I told y'all there's an umbrella. So all of y'all are thinking that you, because, because you are, um, you, you're, 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 um, not, you know, you're not drinking Bud Light, but you're going to drink Bush. Well, guess what? It was the same thing. But I don't think that Anheuser-Busch knew that their consumers knew that. Okay, so when they said that they were protesting and that they were um, they were not, you know, they were protesting Bud Light, they were not going to drink Bud Light and all of this, they thought that the people, oh, well, they're still, you know, that and that they were going to boycott it, they were going to buy it. People start throwing away all their little Bud Light, little inflatable, the shit like that. And now uh, football season is here. College football, NFL football. Okay, so now is the season. And you got Super Bowl right around the corner. So that being said, what about the the horses? Y'all know them, the, the little horses that they used to have that come in on the commercial and everybody be like, ooh, uh, they might have even had their ass out there, okay, on them little Super Bowl commercials because they is there is a true hardcore boycott against Anheuser Bush as a whole. They took people for simple and they said, We finna show your ass, we're gonna put a dimple in your motherfucking profits, okay? They they been show and then um not to mention you have those who have been putting the commercials on, uh, Modelo beer. You've been seeing a lot of the other beer companies, but you haven't been seeing too You've been seeing the Molson, the Coors, Inc. Okay, you've been seeing all of them. 
but you haven't been seeing none of the beers that are listed up on the bus. So let's get into this, y'all. For all of my fellas who listen to the car to the podcast, shout out to y'all. They saying that y'all really bought that life, and y'all still y'all don't boycott them so hard. They're no longer the number one beer in America. So I am shocked, and I'm ready to get into this story to find out more. And I know you are too. So let's get into it. That's the under radar news that you can use. Let's get into it, y'all. So the A's. As America entered to the first full weekend of college football, the commercial breaks and sponsors revealed yet another interesting chapter in the Bud Light boycott, where was Anheuser-Busch? Not only were commercials dominated by other brands such as Modelo and mostly Coors, but quite a few sponsorships have changed as well. The most important, the BCS Playoff Championship is now sponsored by Modelo, not Bud Light or Budweiser. The Bud Light boycott has become as serious that now, so serious that now even American football fans have switched to an imported beer, shown their firm resilience on a seemingly never-ending boycott. And it's not just football that Modelo has dethroned and that has dethroned uh, Anheuser Busch. It's pretty much everything. Modelo has now dethroned them completely as the number one selling beer in America. As of recent quarterly sales, they are now undisputably the actual king of all total beer sales in all of America. In the past month, Modelo and Special sales have surged 14%. That surge coincides with a boycott of of Bud Light in the wake of the patent company AB Bell's decision to partner with Dylan Mulvaney as a brand spokesperson, as well as um, comments made by a since ousted marketing executive about transforming Bud Light's fratty image. That's right. Modelo is now the king of beer and apparently not a king of football. Okay. Now y'all let that sink in. How long have you known all commercials, the Clydesdale horses that would come on for Super Bowl, Thanksgiving football games, um, the BCS, the bowl games, when you go out to the to the um stadiums, because I was a um not that I'm a Dolphin, I'm not a Mullet fan at all. I'm a Giants fan, okay? And but that's the stadium here, and I really wanted to be able to see live NFL football. I got a chance to see Tom Brady when he came here and got his ass walked down and whooped uh, on my sister's birthday. I took her for her birthday. I was a season ticket holder then. Had great seats, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, anyway, my point is. Everything was Bud. Those guys walking up and down, the cases that they, you know, beer, beer, ice cold beer, all those guys had Budweiser in that shit. Even if they had Heineken in there, which very seldom, they had Budweiser in there. But if they had Heineken in there, it was not in a Heineken case. Those the cooler things that they will carry around, the guys walking up and down serving the beers will always have Budweiser on it. Budweiser, Budweiser, Bud Light, whatever, okay? It was always Bud. It was never any other beer. So they definitely were the number one beer, Anheuser-Busch, okay? Even the ones who didn't drink the little short fat can Bush, but I remember 
My uncle, we were growing up, my uncle's having them little fat bush cans in the refrigerator and them sitting, drinking them, and sucking them damn things down by the, the case, okay? And the bud lights by the case. and Well, not the lights, but they had the regular buds by the case, okay? That's what they did. And I told you guys, me, because I'm more on my Caribbean side, I um basically was always important to be anyway, Heineken, Guinness, Red Stripe. And I told y'all the last other day, my feeling was so hurt when I found out the champagne of beer has been discontinued. Miller High Life. That was, they used to be like, you got that you got that piss in there? That little light beer, that ain't nothing but water. That's dog piss. Uh, whatever. And I loved it, okay? It was the champagne of beer. It tasted just like champagne for real. That, it, it really was a champagne of beer. I don't still heard about that. I'm not a, like I said, I'm not a beer drinker. But when it was hot, you ain't finna get your ass out of that drinking Hennessy in the fucking heat. You know, you you have a cold one, an ice cold one. You you know, as a lady, pour it in a glass, don't have no head on it, and get you a straw so you can look really cute. Okay, <laughs> so that's what we did. But when I saw this story, I was like, damn, they really, really about their life. They are really about their life. So, um, I I just I don't know, y'all. Y'all not playing with it though. Y'all really not playing with it. And I I just I don't know. We're gonna keep an eye on it, but baby, ain't nothing to keep no eye on. Y'all done y'all done said the eyes have it, and the eyes say they are not having no motherfuckers out here uh representing they beer. Okay. <laughs> they not having it, okay? So We'll see what happens, and we'll go from there. But I also want to get into this next one. Then I'm going to get into Nicki Minaj, and then we're going to finish up with um, Erica Mina, and then we're going to call it. I got to get ready for work tomorrow. I got some other stuff I got to do. I'm still moving things around and setting things up so I can get ready to roll out these things for you guys. I can't wait to share. You know, I don't like to share it until it's done. So that way, these haters out here won't try to come for it, cause it's a lot of imitators out here. But don't worry about it, baby. I'm gonna go on they, I'm gonna go on their platform and show they people where the hell they get it from. You dig? Okay. <laughs> I had to put a little my soldier boy in there tonight. Just a little soldier boy, little soldier boy. Who did it first? Okay. Now there is video of a hooded mom robbing Home Depot in broad daylight. Let's get this shit together. Now, another mob robbery took place in California this week as a group of individuals with dark face masks stole thousands of dollars worth of power tools from a Home Depot store. Now, Cali Dallas, I don't know what the hell's going on with y'all, my two ponies out there, but I'm going to need y'all to tighten up. Now, my booster stories have been a lot been coming out that way. Y'all, y'all busting up in the little in Beverly Hills or whatever in the little stores in, in Los in um Los Angeles and in, in Beverly Hills. Y'all doing a whole lot, a whole lot out here. I got a you know a couple of booster stories that I'm sharing tonight. This one is out of California. And I'm like, damn, y'all know we don't have the Home Depot thing in Florida with the passer and the passer wife and the and the passer mama. We don't had all of that bullshit happening over here that he had a whole four billion plus that he had done made on stolen goods. So let's get into it from home depot bullshitting y'all y'all ain't gonna be able to fix your house up because these my fluffers gonna be done mess y'all up because they gonna be done um raise the prices so how they either that or they're gonna have to start shutting down 
But um, Ian Miles Chong, a social media influencer, shared a vid of the Home Depot mob robbery. Okay. And um, he said, this is a Home Depot in California. Chong captured the video. How can anyone with any sincerity that progressive uh, policies aren't a problem, can say that progressive policies aren't a problem? I know y'all can get the video. How did they even get that? <laughs> yeah, hey. Now, what this gentleman has basically said is that due to progressive policies that um all of these type mob robberies are happening which is could be farthest from the truth you had this going on in florida and we got a whole the satan up there in our fucking governor's office and he's as far as from progressive as possible so uh he's very conservative he's past conservative he's downright i don't even know what the, the name to give him i know a name to give him but we're gonna stay on the right side tonight we have a fun as labor day and we celebrate it so we're just gonna keep moving forward however um to say that it's due to progressive policies, I think it's utter ridiculousness and y'all going to use anything. But trust me, tomorrow, talk about it Tuesdays, we're going to be deep diving on the state of the world. So we're going to be getting into stuff like that. Okay, it's gonna, we're going to be sewing some shit. But um, according to the Long Beach Post News, the Home Depot robbery on Spring Street, uh, the Signal Hill, California, appears to have taken place on Sunday. Signal Hill Police Department Lieutenant Kelly Krigler told Long Beach Post News that police officers were dispatched to the Home Depot at roughly 6.03 p.m. on Sunday. Now, Sunday was first Sunday, and y'all damn heathens, you got the pat, the prisoners holding up the um, prison. You got y'all heathens running into the damn Home Depot. You got What in the hell going on? That's because y'all ass supposed to be in church or in some type of church setting with three or more to come together in the name of the Lord, so there he will be. Y'all could have been on the side of the road, just three of y'all talking about God and having church like that. That's what you're supposed to be first Sunday and taking communion and, and, and asking God to forgive you for your sins, take communion, wash them of your sins, and then going on about your business for the next month trying to stick to that. That's where y'all should have been. Everybody was wilding out on damn Sunday because Monday was Labor Day. I've never seen so much foolishness going on on a Sunday because of Labor Day. This is crazy, y'all. Labor Day really has changed just from the old days. Y'all heard of the beginning. Labor Day has changed. But I digress. Let's hit it. The information recorded by the police officers um, noted that the involvement of approximately seven unknown males who stole approximately $5,000 worth of power tools. Okay? Um, the video footage captured by bystanders shows the unidentified males dressed in black and gray hoodies with the face mask. The suspects appear to have stolen Milwaukee brand power tools by quickly loading them into shopping carts and carrying stacks of the tools out of the front of the store, which is exactly what was on that video. The video also shows two Home Depot employees near the scene of the crime of the video 
and the employees seem to be unsure of how to respond to the mob robbery incident. Several similar robberies have occurred in Southern California in recent weeks. Yeah, we've talked about it here on the, on the podcast. Earlier this month, a mob stole shoes from a Nike store in East Los Angeles. Just talked about that. Additionally, last week, a mob stole, went in Macy's stores in Sherman Oaks. We talked about that here. Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass has announced the creation of a retail theft task force to address skyrocketing crime in the area. What you need to address is low-rocketing jobs in the area. People need jobs. I told y'all, it's really out here. It's really rough. People are ready for action. If they can't get it one way, they'll get it another way. And that's what's happening right now. You need good-paying jobs. You need low housing, you know, affordable housing, so people have somewhere to be able to keep somewhere to stay. And if not, they're going to find it another way. I just told you a whole damn pastor was running a damn scheme, a scam, for four years. And man made over $4 million. I just told y'all that. No, um... Let's let's get back into it. No Angelino should feel like it's unsafe to go shopping and no Angelinos should feel like it's unsafe to open a business in Los Angeles or Los Angeles County. Russ said this task force will aggressively investigate these incidents and hold individuals that are responsible for these crimes fully accountable. Additionally, Long Beach Post News reported that while Signal Hill and Long Beach are not a part of the mayor's task force, the Long Beach Police Department developed a task force earlier this year to address commercial robberies. And it's still happening, so I don't know what your task is forcing, but they ain't forcing shit over there, okay? They ain't tasking shit over there. These people are about their life. And if y'all don't change the living arrangements, the money you know, y'all got all of the, y'all got the car trashes over there. Y'all got all of this going on and still. And that's because what y'all do is y'all cater to the rich. Y'all cater to not even the rich. Y'all cater to the wealthy. Y'all don't give a damn about the regular. And that's what's going on in California. And, and to be frank, and completely honest, that's what's going on everywhere. That's what's going on everywhere. People are tired. People are hungry. Like Tupac said years ago, oh, we're hungry. Please let us in. Not, not, not. Please let us in and give us a sandwich. We're hungry. We want to eat now. And then they say, we're coming here and busting in the door, killing the bitch, going to get more. That's just what it is. It's escalating. We ask you here. We ask you here. Now we're here. That's what's going on. Bottom line, point blank, period. It's sad. It's it's messed up because ultimately those of us who are the consumers, we're the ones that's going to end up paying for the shit. We're the ones going to pay for that because you all obviously are not. You're just going to keep raising the prices and putting it, dumping it on us when in fact you need to be doing elsewhere, okay? You need to be doing more. So... We're going to keep an eye on all the stuff like we always do around this time, okay? We always, you know, that 
that news that you can use. And it's, it's the more we talk about it, the more I'm finding more and more stories of the same things happening. And it's 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 really sad. I don't know what else to say. Um, but you guys, you know, we, we got to get it together. We really got to get it together. You got, you know, we've been talking about it with Walmart. We're talking about it with the dollar stores. Tomorrow we're going to be getting into um, deeper, some more stuff that's going on with retailers. And it's it's all in regards, you know, we make our little remarks here. We have our little fun. But at the end of the day, this is becoming a very serious thing, a very serious issue. And, um, yeah, we it, it, it's time. It's time. And if you guys don't do it, it's going to get what you think is worse. You think it's, it's doing something now? Nah. Nah. This just only the beginning. And they're very brazen with it. And it's very organized. They're running in. They they masked up. You know, they got on their Kanye mask. Okay? They're masked up and, con- you know, putting on them damn ski mask and shit over their face so you can't see their face. Running in, grabbing that shit, and running out. Point blank, period. So, y'all just be careful out there when you're shopping. You know, keep a look on your surroundings. You already got um people out here that they say that they're still they're doing like all of this. What you call it? The um the um I lost the train of thought. Human trafficking. You got the human trafficking going on at the airports. You got to watch out for every damn thing these days, okay? Every damn thing. Now, let's get into this um, next topic. We got a couple more topics to go, y'all. I told you it's a Stendo clip. So we got a couple more topics to go, and then we're going to be um, out the door, okay? So let's get into this next one. And I hope you all are enjoying this Labor Day Extendo clip. I know I am. This has been a fun time. This is some great um, news you can use. And we done got into some um, celebrity news. And we're going to get into that. We definitely not going to get to Young Blue tonight. Definitely. But I knew that. So we're going to do a quick, we're going to do a, a deep breakdown. Because there's several things going on with him, with his wife, with Boosie. So we're going to get into that on uh truth be told thursdays i think it'll fit what we're going to be doing thursday so just look for that dozens are sickened and five killed by mental gonococcal disease outbreak in virginia through several severe cases are rare the state has seen a threshold increase over the past year vaccines are available and in prevention now outbreak of meningococcal disease in virginia has sickened dozens of people and killed at least five Local health officials reported this week. Though severe cases are typically rare, the state has seen noticeable increases over the past year. The bacterial infection and vaccines preventable, and most cases during the outbreak, have been unvaccinated. Okay? So, um, let me get more deeper into this. And y'all just be careful because this was like i said i wanted to get into this stuff on friday but this one i just thought i should get you know anything i see is like really severe i'm pulling it out tonight um there is also that vibritis that we talked about on last week now i told y'all it started in florida they was talking about in florida and now they're talking about 
countrywide. So we'll be getting into that um, tomorrow night. Meningococcal disease is caused by Neisseria meningitis, which is relative of the bacteria that causes gonorrhea. About one in every 10 people in the U.S. are thought to carry the bacteria without feeling sick at any one time, usually in the back of their throat. But sometimes the bacteria can invade other parts of the body and cause life-threatening illness. It can reach the lining of the brain and spinal cord and cause meningitis. For instance, it may seep into the bloodstream, which can trigger a systematic overreaction of the immune system known as sepsis. We discussed this on here before. Now, there um, are tri- the trigger, excuse me, there are six broad groups of these bacteria that can sicken humans with three groups, B, C, and Y, being the most common seen in the U.S. Um, on Wednesday, the Virginia Department of Health reported that the state has seen an unusual increase in meningococcal disease caused by group Y bacteria as of late. There have been 27 cases across eastern, central, and southwest Virginia documented since June 2022, about three times the number more than expected of these cases. Five people have died from complications of the infection. Most cases have been reported in eastern Virginia, and testing has found that the cases are being caused by highly genetically related strands of the bacteria. But officials have not identified the common risk factor for its spread of yet. Generally, these bacteria are transmitted via a person's saliva and spit such as through kissing or sharing personal items like lipstick. Meningococcal um, bacteria are not uh, uh, contagious as other respiratory infections like the flu or COVID-19, though it tends to require close, prolonged um, contact for transmission to happen. Now, there are two brand types of vaccines available um, for meningococcal disease in the U.S., the childhood vaccine is recommended for all people starting at age 11 and helps prevent cases caused by four groups of bacteria, including the C and the Y. The second vaccine targets group B bacteria and is recommended for teens who might be in greater risk of severe illness, such as those with um, weaker immune systems. Though these vaccines aren't 100% effective for preventing infections, they have led to continual decline in the meningococcal disease in the U.S. since their introduction, especially among men. Notably, all about one case in the Virginia outbreak so far has been unvaccinated. Be careful. We'll be back. All right, all right. We are back from our final break. Sorry about that. I went off on the break um so quick. I forgot to fade us out, but you know, I'll hook y'all up toward the end. I just wanted to get on to that last break and get back for our final two stories. And just remember, y'all, be careful out here. It's in Virginia for now. You have family in Virginia. You talk to them about the meningococcal um, outbreak because this was reported on Friday that they are notifying everybody, get vaccinated, 
um go get checked if you got a sore throat scratchy throat just check just to be on the safe side it don't hurt okay and like they said it comes from kissing it comes from you know sharing lipstick some of y'all might do that i've never done that shit. i've never shared a lipstick but you might kiss your dude he may have been a kissed abroad or vice versa you, you might kiss your chick she might kiss somebody or kiss they you know what i mean so make sure you take care of it and they say virginia but it could be anywhere so let's all be safe and be careful out here and no matter how grown you are shit happens you can get it too okay don't say oh that's for them kids because i know because i'm grown no you can get it too all the stuff that's going on out here anybody can get it okay now let's go ahead and finish up with our last two trending topic stories that we're going to do for today for labor day and then i'm out and i'm going to try to get this on um chopped up screwed up and and dropped off so that y'all can um get to enjoy it um it's approximately eight o'clock specific time so y'all will love it on that west coast east coast i know y'all getting a little late i was trying it was labor day man i was i was not laboring okay i made like a little roast i made some rice some green bean you know cornbread i whipped it up you know in the crib i wasn't going outside i guess i was standing in solidarity with louisiana because they were telling them don't barbecue don't tailgate stay your ass in the house and sea boil okay seafood boil but um i just i kept it in i don't know i just was you know i've been doing a lot of moving and grooving and so i really you know not ready to do no barbecue anyway so i just did something on the inside haven't been feeling too well so just you know forgive me i tried to come a little earlier maybe um tomorrow it'll work out a little bit better because things are starting now to kind of even off and you'll start getting the earlier uploads it won't you know i'm going to start um aiming for recording them at night and dropping them for y'all for in the morning for that day because i know now as it stands you're getting the upload um west is getting it on on the actual day east coast not all the time you you you're, you're having it early in the morning but it's the next day um so i'm working on that and then when we get ready to finish up today um i'm gotta fade out with a special song because um i'm going to i don't know i might i might do it today or i might do it tomorrow i'm thinking about doing it you know, I might do it tomorrow since it's Taco Tuesday. So we'll get into that. Now, um, Nicki Minaj, I don't know, man. I don't know. She's supposed to be having an album coming out. She's supposed to be on VMAs. I think VMAs come on tomorrow. So we got so much freaking content coming up. It's crazy. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I might have to just throw a bonus out there because we usually do the awards. Um, and we break them down. We always talk about the others. And we, we do all the awards. We do the BTs. We do the VMAs. Um, what's the other one we do? The Grammys. We do the Grammys. And we always go over some of the, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. We do the um, the others. We like to, you know, give props to the others because everybody talk about the main, the big acts. But nobody ever talk about, like, the small acts that may have or things that may have gone on that were good in the show. So we like to do stuff like that here um, on the Hot B. John's Experience. So look out for that bonus upload. Y'all, I'm trying to put in so much work, so y'all got to work with me. Once I get settled in and set up, it's going to be smooth sailing. So it's a little rocky right now, but I'm trying to stay as consistent as possible with you all. And I thank y'all for rolling with me and sticking with me during this time, okay? 
So let's go ahead and finish on up. But look out for that bonus episode um, going over about the VMA Awards. I might save it to Friday to, to fluff them up. Fluff up the VMAs because we got so much content already. Wednesday is already ready to be uploaded, booked. And Tuesday, we already got our uh, our itinerary set. Thursday, we already got it set. So either I'm going to drop you a bonus on just a quick bonus, maybe an hour, maybe not even that long to go VMAs. I don't think it'll be an hour, but maybe. It might be 45 minutes to an hour of the um, VMAs um, overview or review, I should say. Or I might do it over on the YouTube channel. Maybe I'll do it on the YouTube channel and you guys can check that out. Also, don't forget Friday Night Live for the real only. I-V-D-A, real only, okay? For the real only Friday Night Live on the YouTube. Check them out. Make sure, all right? Because we be live, all right? Shout out to Mac Dre. Shout out to Dread. Shout out to Big Foe, that I-V, that on Roman numeral Foe, the... D.A. Real Only, okay? Now, Nicki Minaj and her stylist allegedly threatened to ruin a designer's life because a piece she made for Nicki Minaj's NM5 cover made Nicki feel too big. Let's see if we can get into this, baby. So, on thread, Kayla at Kayla Whitney stated, Nicki Minaj stylist Maher Jureti got on the phone with me today and told me to stay in my place amongst a lot of other wild shit after I worked on three customs for her and I follow up about my payment. He's refusing to pay. Okay? So that was on thread. Now here is a full um, post that Kayla Whitney put. Nicki Minaj stylist Mahir Jaridi and that's M-A-H-E-R X j-r-i-d-i called me to create two custom jeans and two tops for Nicki minaj album cover um she's doing a dedication to lil wayne and me being from houston i was so excited he tried to lowball me by um no i want to i want i want to um i'm gonna read this word for word he tried to lowball me on a price from jump by saying it's Nikki, you should feel lucky to have this opportunity. But at the end of the day, I'm a business. I came to an agreed price that's already very low. But in good faith for him telling me about potentially working on her upcoming tour as incentive, there could and they always do that, girl. And y'all, y'all little designs and stuff I like know this. They gonna lowball y'all ass. They be out here talking about they billionaires, trillionaires, chameleonaires, all these heirs, okay? But at the end of the day, they're gonna always try to lowball you. They're gonna always try to use the fact that oh, you should feel blessed. You should feel lucky because there's so many people that will they will die for your spot. They will they will do it for free to work for my girl. But we want you, and you you were right to stand your ground. But you still let them lowball you because one of us will come to you. One of us regular people will come to you, and you will beat us across the damn head and say, "Ah, uh-uh, my price is my price. Ah, uh-uh, my price is my price." But then y'all get with these damn celebrities, and then y'all will talk about how they lowball you. But then you still let them lowball you, okay? But let's continue. So, 
I came to an agreed price that was already low, but in good faith of him telling me about potentially working on her upcoming tour as incentive, there could be future opportunities together. My team and I worked overnight for several days on this, showing him progress pics every step of the way. Very professional. I like that. I have been putting out nice and accommodating. I was put nothing but nice and accommodating to this man, despite his nasty attitude. He told me that she only saw one piece of the four things I made from scratch and the one item she loved, but left, but um, left, felt she looked a little big. His words, not mine. She said, I stand on me being the best at what I do. And I told him that I would gladly fix whatever she felt was making her feel big. That wasn't an issue. I take pride in my work. I have a team that depends on me to eat. And I say this with sincerity and respect. We agree on me fixing it for VMA appearances, for the VMA appearance, but he just stopped responding until I told him that I'm hitting up her team. I don't want to fuck up anyone's job. I'm just trying to make sure my team eats. He proceeded to call me screaming and telling me I'm disrespectful and then told me to stay in my place. The white man told me to stay in my place. (laughs) She said the white man told me. Oh my God. I still was cool on the phone and he hung up on me. He justifies his disrespect behind her name. Now he told me that Nikki is petty and will do whatever to find me, to ruin me. His words, not mine. At the end of the day, I will protect my team. He's been sending me screenshots of her team siding with him saying he's going to post about me. So I'ma do it first. It's whack. We even got it's whack we even gotta do this. My way is too fly and cute for the internet games. Now this lame drama shit, not even me. The common denominator is Nikki's team shaking my head. Now, the madness and the mayhem of Nikki's team, the barbs, anything attached to Nikki, the 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 husband that got a damn hole, had a whole warrant out for his arrest cross seas when he beat down the damn uh, security guard because the person was able to jump up on the stage. Then you got, you know, now they, they, they're saying there might still be charges that he's facing over there because he left because he knew that there was a warrant for his arrest. So instead of him riding with the uh, the rest of the tour, he took a separate truck and, and got driven to the um, next um, spot. All this, Nikki, you are surrounded by drama, by toxicity, by negativity, and then you sit and you wonder why the karma keeps coming at you. You you know, I, I watch your posts. I see the stuff that, that you post or your team posts, whoever posts on your, on your um, thing, but I know it's you because majority of the time, you always in charge of your page, always have been. But to see the post 
and the stuff by Cardi that's Cardi that. And then soon when somebody say Cardi, you know, was number one on global Spotify, then you'll pop up on yours and start talking about, you know, how um Pink Friday did this and Late Friday did that and Tomorrow's Friday did this and all this shit. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, nobody wants to work with you out in the industry. A lot of them don't because of this same shit. This, you know, the self-proclaimed queen, and I said what I meant, because Queen B is the queen. That is, Queen Latifah is the queen. Okay, those were the queens. Not saying queens can't be dethroned, but they supposed to be able to pass the crown along. You didn't even allow that to happen. Now, you was rolling with it, leaning with it, and rocking with it for 10 plus years. That's because there was no other female. Now, for you to be able to accomplish that, to be number one female when you're the only female, I mean, come on. Listen to what you just said. I was the only female for 10 years. You blackballed every damn body that was trying to come up in them 10 years. Remy come out of sheath of your ass and start talking about shit that dudes that had pillow talk that laid their hand on the same pillow with you busted told her. So everything she said was facts. It wasn't like it was it was insults. It was just facts. Now I keep telling you until you go and say sorry miley so billy ray can release all of the bullshit up off of you all this stuff gonna keep happening and people are not are no longer so frightened by the things that you're doing behind the scenes that they're not gonna say anything um american idol like you was hardcore like dogged out mariah carey like mariah carey the diva of all divas you know um just shit that you did bro so for him to be like that, he's like that because he is an extension of his owner. He's an extension of his leader. You're his leader. Young thoughts, I'm your leader. Me, mothers, I'm your leader. You're their leader. And that's why they can go and, and have this type of um this type of this this type of attitude with uh, potential designers now if you really like the pieces and you told me it just made you look a little fat and you say well, if she take this in or take that in i probably you know i would love to wear it you and he said that you did love the piece why can't that be um communicated and then he's showing her screen that's very fucking unprofessional that he's showing her screenshots for your team you need to get on his ass nikki because even if your team is saying, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, she's doing too much, blah, blah, blah. That's not for him to go and share with someone outside of your team, outside of your circle. Nikki, it's time for you to boss up, handle your fucking business, like how we say over here, so your business don't handle you. Because right now, everywhere you turn, it's handling you. But this girl now has said, that she is putting it out first before he does because he's because he's telling her you said that you will ruin her this is girl bread and butter this the madness got to stop nikki the bullying's got to stop the bullshit's got to stop you and your whole entire team from your stylist from the rooter to the tutor y'all gotta stop this shit because people are over it and they are busting y'all ass out left and right point blanket to the period okay so we're going to keep an eye out. Shout out to Kayla Whitney. Y'all go check out Kayla Whitney on threads. You know, she says she's um <clears throat> a great designer. She does her stuff from scratch. Um, 
You know, she out here doing it and she said, get into it. Okay. <laughs> so that's all I'm going to say on that. But I know I'm getting tired of hearing about her and her bullyish ass damn her, her bullyish ways and her bullyish ass damn um, team. Okay. Tired of it. Done with it. Through. Now, lastly, I want to talk about, um, I want to, you know, we want to revisit the Erica Mena situation, but the reason I'm not going to revisit it, and I know y'all be like, oh, you just told us, we go wait. They're saying she was fired, right? But we all remember that this, this, this show was, it was taped like summertime. This has already happened. Now, I don't know if my girl Mona Scott was was like, let it just let it go, let it flow, and we'll see how it go. Because that's what it looks like she did. And once so much negative, um, no, so much negative uh, feedback came that she had no choice but to say, you know what? All this negative feedback, we can't do it like that. Let's just go ahead and and just leave it alone. Um, and 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 we're just gonna just suspend her for the next season. Cause she said the next season of Love Hip Hop Atlanta. Y'all gotta pay attention carefully. She's talking about handled. Ain't shit handled. Because she called a lady a monkey. Monkey, y'all know, is derogatory. It's a derogatory term that, that is usually um that they usually call somebody black, okay? And the ooh, 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 noise, same thing. That's, that is so fucking racist too. It's ridiculous. I've already said my piece on this piece. I said that because she mentioned what she had already told her in confident, uh, confidentiality or whatever about, you know, my son hates me or whatever, whatever. And then when she's like, your son doesn't love you or something to that effect. And then, and I played it for you guys here. Um, and there's been so many opinions that have come out, and that's why I say I want to do it on another episode because I want you all to hear all the different opinions. There's uh Jesse Woos that snapped on her ass. You have um Jess Hilarious, who actually was like she probably just looked at looked at her like you a monkey. You like a monkey me right now because as soon as you brought somebody's child, that was it. She never called a child. She didn't say your son is ugly. She never said, oh, your son is this, your son is that. Just like I said the other day. But I also said, you never know how people are going to react when you bring up a situation with them and their kids. It's very true. You also don't know it, what, you know, only your friends or your secrets so only he can reveal it. So if you did, and she, because you asked her, what do you mean? Why are you bringing up my son? And she said, because that's what you told me, Erica. You said your son don't love you. You told me that. She's And, and she and y'all clearly heard her say that on the video. That was Spice said. So um, Spice was basically saying, we're not the same. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're acting like you're the only person that's been married and divorced and have to deal with, you know, being a single mom. But because the ultimate issue was her feeling like Safari was giving Spice, uh, you know, all of this love and attention or whatever or taking her aside. But she's the ex-wife. She's the mother of his children while he's not giving her that same energy. And she's like, look, 
you know, you keep throwing this in my face, but I keep telling you, me and Safari ain't nothing. How does Safari ain't nothing? Safari, listen, Spice Jamaican, just like Safari. And then you got, uh, uh, let me just, uh, that's why I say I want to just, because I really want to uh, go deeper and just break this whole thing down, because I want to make sure that I was understood when I said what I said. Yeah, people, oh, you said that, you know, that's because she brought the child, and there's no fear and war, and you don't know how people going to react. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because it's true. Everybody reacts differently. If you just bring up, if you say the word culture or you say the word, um, 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 what's the baby name or any of, of Cardi kids, Cardi finna bang your ass. Period. Don't even mention my child's name. Don't even speak my child's name. Me and you ain't friends. Don't speak my child's name. But in the instance with Erica and Spice, they were friends. Once upon a time, they were friends. She asked Spice to come. She set up a whole damn Jamaican damn uh, pregnancy reveal in the backyard of their damn mansion and had Spice come there to perform because that's a good friend or whatever. So, of course, Spice said that, but this ain't the first time somebody said that. And Erica is the one who brought the whole situation with her son to Love & Hip Hop. You all remember, she was on Love & Hip Hop New York. And when she was on Love & Hip Hop New York, because everybody was like, okay, you always, you know, it's always just about you and these damn fake songs or whatever, or you and Richie and all of this. And then it was her and Sin. If you think about it, when she got mad at Sin, all that shit that she did, and Sin said, oh, then you don't put your fucking hands on me when she tried to put her hand on her face and, and she started going in on Sin, she didn't call Sin a monkey. When she went in on Richie, I don't think she called Rich a monkey. When she went in, on, you know what I'm saying? So for her to do that, to, it's very specific. And to say, oh, she's Puerto Rican. We already went over this already. She Puerto Rican. She's from, you know, part Puerto Rican, part DR. Right. Two colorist ass fucking countries. It is what it is. And I love Puerto Rico and I love DR. But they will tell you in those countries Amara LaNegra told you that, how she was treated very different growing up because she was on the darker side of those who are reside in the DR. It's true. In Puerto Rico, the same way. They will tell their kids. I told y'all a story on my platform before about a mother who said that because she fell in love with this black guy, the mom said, if you deal with him, then you don't belong to me. And she lived in New York, and they lived blocks away. And when her kids would walk down there to speak to her, she would go inside the brownstone. She refused to speak to them. And it was five grandkids. She disowned the daughter and the grandkids because the father was black, and she was full Puerto Rican. Okay? She wanted them to dye their hair blonde and wear blue contact lenses because she said that that's the way they would get ahead in America. It is what it is. That's fact. And I'm not saying alleged T and alleged nothing. That's real. DR, same thing. And DR is uh, away from Haiti. Next door. Hey, how you doing? We neighbors. Okay? And they're the same way. Even in Haiti, Haiti has taken on some of that. You go to Ghana, a lot of them are very bright, very light-skinned Haitians because they took on the fact that the lighter, the brighter, the lighter, the higher, okay, that you go. It is what it is. So for Love and Hip Hop to sit up and say handle and that she and you try to put out like she was fired, she was not fucking fired. Y'all got to listen to what she said. She said that 
Erica Mena will not be filming next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. But will she be on New York? Or will you just suspend her for the one season and bring her back? Because that's what you did with Jocelyn. When Jocelyn went on that coke binge and beat down the whole fucking cast in the reunion, she was back the next season. Her and Stevie. Okay? Mona Scott, you have created this monster, this madness, this Mena mayhem. You have created it. All the colorism, all of the, the, the nasty comments. You didn't have to even put it out. Just like a BET with the bullshit, with the College Hill. Y'all knew that y'all used it to promote it. And then when it was time to show the Jocelyn um, New York fight, oh, because we don't support violence, da 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 da, and had that whole boy fucking suing y'all ass because he said the only reason he went and uh, um, subscribed because he was wanting to see the fight. So y'all know what you're doing. You use it to promote. Spice had already came out and let us know. We knew something had them pop off. Because Spice came out during the summertime before y'all even came and started the season, the play, the um season that's been pre-recorded, okay? It ain't like the original Love and Hip Hop what was happening right along, okay? This shit done happened already, done got filmed already. But Spice said came out, she was in the airport and went on live and went slap ass off talking about how Erica had just flipped that table over on her. And let me tell y'all something. You wouldn't have flipped that table up on Spice just two seasons ago before that lady got hurt. And I did say that. Because the way she was sitting there, she could have caught that table in her gut. And then you talking about how God, she had died and God brought her back for her to come and talk about somebody's kids. She did not talk about your child. She talked about your relationship with the child. Because you said, oh, it's the same way, you know, you and your kids. But that being said, what I would like to do is come back. Truth be told, Thursday, we're going to break down a couple of stories. Because that's what we do on Truth Be Told Thursdays. And truth be told, we're going to break down everybody's opinion. You got Akbar V who need to sit her raggedy ass down. Because she out here talking about she, um... When black people call each other monkeys, they be fired too. Is that wrong too? Like, oh, I'm um whoop this monkey. I've never heard. I heard monkey stump, monkey monkey wop. You know, I've never heard that. But I digress. We're gonna do a truthy told dive on her along with this other surprise, which y'all is here when y'all get the episode on To Be Honest Thursdays, along with Erica Mena and one more if I could fit it in. That I want to do on Truth Be Told, which will be Young Blue. If not, we'll fit Young Blue in somewhere. But in the meantime, guys, we're going to wrap it right there. Thank you so much for joining me here for the Labor Day Extendo clip for Madness, Mayna, and Mayhem. Okay? This is a, a, a story that's going to continue to keep giving. So we're going to keep giving it. We're going to do a deep dive on Thursday. But Erica Mayna, for now, will not be on the next season of Love and Hip Hop. Was she fired or was she not? We will soon find out. We just said, she just said that she will not be on the next season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. So she probably just served her a suspension, let everything cool down and bring her back. Because a lot of her black hope workers co-stars have come to her defense so we definitely it deserves a deeper dive since they all came with their defense it, it deserves more than this little, little bit we don't try to give but i want to give you a little insight on it the manner madness and mayhem okay uh for tonight 
along with the rest of our stories. And I hope you all enjoy our Labor Day Extendo clip. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys waiting on me. You know that I've been moving and grooving. I told you I was going to try to get to you this weekend, but more than likely I couldn't. And you guys stayed and waited. We want to give love and light to Courtney Kardashian. Hopefully her and Travis Barker are, are doing well. She had a, a scare with her pregnancy, was in the hospital, but she's now been released. So blessings to her. Make sure you follow me on the podcast. It's available on all podcast platforms. Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeart Music, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me on Kiwi at Kiwi305954 on Hot D. John's. I mean, I'm sorry, on Instagram and the X and the Hot D. John's Experience Podcast on the YouTube channel and that Facebook page. I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. Um and that's it. We're going to wrap it up. Like I end everyone, I'm going to end this the same way. It's the Hot John's experience, y'all. I love experiencing with you. Put God first. It works. Handle your business so your business don't handle you. I love spreading this mustard to help you catch up. Love you guys. We're going to take it on out. I'm going to see if I can pull up um our BC kid probably can't because I'm so tired. We might just just go ahead and just talk it on out. But make sure that you are here looking for that Talk About It Tuesday's episode tomorrow, okay? I love you guys. It's been a hot to John experience. I love experience with you. See you tomorrow.